The following podcast contains naughty language and ridiculous situations. Listener discretion is advised. Baby, I've been here before. I've seen this room and I've walked this floor, you know. I used to live alone before I knew you. And I've seen the flag on your marble arch And love, it's not a victory march It's a cold and it's a broken Hallelujah 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 those lyrics were by my hero, Leonard Cohen. And we've lost a lot of people who I admire uh, this year. But people like Bo- Bowie and earlier uh, in my life, Joe Ramone and stuff like that, they taught me how to be myself. But Leonard Cohen was my rock star. I wanted to be Leonard Cohen. Um, he was the measuring stick by every uh, other writer and myself uh, was measured by. Uh, and... I worship him, uh, and I'm going to miss him. I don't care how old he was or how sick he was. Uh, he, I, I feel like there's no running water anymore. I feel like the biggest part of the art is gone. Um, I will miss you, sir, and thank you for everything. But things are going to be fucking pretty ridiculous up in here today, so uh, let's get the fun going. Welcome to Trick or Treat Radio. Episode 225 of Trick or Treat Radio. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture. Navigated by the Deadites. The Deadites are the world's greatest electroshock band. We destroy monsters. We drink booze. We win championship belts. And we review El Santo films for the first time in 225 episodes. I can't believe it took this long. And uh, to do so, we've recruited an army. We have our buddies. This is part two of the Wednesday Night Wars. We are now joined by Bill by Forrest and Mr. Chris from Outside the Cinema. I don't know who you're calling, buddy, buddy. <laughs> Bucko. <laughs> Fella. Bunzai. <laughs> What's up, dudes? Uh, you know, just, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just talked about another El Santo film and, yeah. and yeah. a mockumentary called Grunt. Yeah, we did. Uh, and, uh, I mean, it's weird because there's nothing else going on in the world right now. So, no, I mean, this right. is all there is to talk about. Yeah, yeah I'm good with that. <laughs> I think uh, I think Chris would take grunt over uh, over a lot of other stuff going on in the world right now. I mean, they're all the same. I'd take a lot of sounds over what's going on in the world today. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> that said, Chris, your other show is about to get really interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we're... Uh... We're taking a break. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what January. <laughs> Actually, that's what Frank suggested. <laughs> I just we recorded, uh, we did live election night coverage, mm-hmm. and um, then we're like, I haven't released it yet, and, and I, I just I got I got nothing. Yeah. Like I've just been like people. I go to work. People are like, so uh, Trump won. I'm like, I don't want to talk about it. I'm yeah. Like, I'm not. Nope. 
I haven't contributed on Facebook. I haven't done anything. Look at Raven Shadow's red shirt. I just don't feel like doing anything. So maybe in like two weeks, maybe after Thanksgiving, we'll do we'll we'll pick it back up with episode four hundred and two because we've come that far. We got to keep going mm. and for, chronicle for, the downfall to Fury Road. <laughs> and for folks who, who have never listened, the the show in in question is Are You Serious? And I highly recommend you go check that out. Thank you. I forgot to name the show. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I actually wasn't referring to that. I was uh, referring to his live webcam feed. Oh, yeah. oh the one that you yeah. hacked? Put tape over that camera. Yeah. <laughs> the one that Mars hacks into? Mm. <laughs> Mars gets around it somehow. It's very, it's very big in Germany. It's called Mr. Piss. <laughs> Mr. Piss. Sorry, I'm just, I, I saw Raven Shadow's shirt, and that's all I could think about. That's, yeah, that's all anyone Trump can think America about. It doesn't matter anymore. Raven Shadow is wearing scarlet red. That's right. That's right. And you should see the fucking trousers. Oh, <laughs> no, we weird. don't want to know. Everyone wants to know. Listen, it sucks. It su- it's so bad. <laughs> it's You know what? It's like... It's- trousers? <laughs> no. No. The, the real life supervillain. <laughs> sucks. Like, Wiss... It just... It, it, it sucks, gang. It, it's like your favorite team. Like, you... you you know, like your favorite team losing over and over and over, and then like, and then they're like killing your your family as well. It's like, like I don't even know how to explain. That's that a to weird people. sport. That's a, that's a bad game seven. <laughs> yeah, I thought I mean, Aaron fucking Boone sucked, but <laughs> leave Nana alone. <laughs> no, he's I mean, four. I've, he's I've four. Jokes about it this week. But, I mean, my wife, my wife took it real hard. I mean, I know most yeah. of you guys follow my wife on social media. So yeah, and going to work. <laughs> oh my god I'm just kidding I'm just oh kidding oh my god that's, that's a weird oh. you're outrageous I am outrageous it sucks we have a super villain in the White House people that follow him Bill's wife we gotta <laughs> when do we why is when's it gonna stop when's it gonna stop dogs and cats living together mass is there when we Miss, get a restraining order against you <laughs> Mr. Chris come to Rock and Shock see what happens <laughs> <laughs> sucks this is what happens man everybody missed you and we keep yeah. talking about it yeah <laughs> i saw i saw raven shadow order two 64 ounce bud lights <laughs> he's like i can order it now because if i don't order it now she might not come back when i need it That's well and the funny thing is he doesn't know what they're called he 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 mimics he's like give me the big one and he like he like does it and like shows like this is what a big one looks like yeah, yeah. I did but he go he goes I want the biggest bud light you have like this <laughs> yeah he'll measure it with his hands to show how big he wants <laughs> yeah I, I want my, I want my fucking bud light to have a knee in it you know what I'm saying I want it to be just you know what I mean that's what I'm into and I got a whole strategy there was Chris uh, there was a problem with the bill and the thing is I ordered defensively a problem with bill or the yeah. bill. No, the bill. The bill, yeah, yeah. No, we had a nice conversation. Don't you remember? I think we're actually still there. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> that was a long time. By the way, let me interject that the last time Raven Shadow lied about a measurement like that and ended up getting married. <laughs> oh, I do have to say, though, I got to sit next to Raven Shadow when we ate, and it's the most time I've ever got to spend with him, and I, I genuinely really like Michael. Thank you, sir. Wow. We had a nice conversation. We talked about the punk rock. Is it? Uh, you, me, and Michael Neal. It was very nice. It, let me it, just tell you that I was at a wake the other day. And I, like, kind of walked by, like, my special lady friend talking to a bunch of, like, her friends from high school. And, like, I go by and she's like, in them Bill by Force, asked Ricky Rackman. <laughs> <laughs> I asked Ricky Rackman in front of a room of people, too. <laughs> 
if if that's the only panel I, I ever host at Rock and Shock, it's going to be the most memorable one. <laughs> it's awesome. That was you asked him about WCW. That was fucking awesome. Isn't that great. Yeah. <laughs> oh just, man. Ron was like, you should just sit on all the panels because you're the only person that asks any questions. Yeah. And I'm like, why do you guys even have these then if nobody asks any? Right, right. <laughs> the point? Uh, to be fair, he Ricky Rackman was way cooler than I expected. Oh, he was rad, man. Yeah. yeah. He really was. Like, I wanted to hate him. Mm. And he got up there and started talking about really cool bands and, like, yep. was, like, super friendly and, like... And, like, then I went up to him afterwards and, and just kind of, like, introduced myself and was like, hey, man. And it's like, you know, I'm like... I like you know, that band you mentioned. I'm like, I'm really into those guys. I actually know a couple of them. And he was like, Yeah, man, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm like, you're supposed to be a dick. Like, I thought you were going to be a complete a hole. <laughs> there was other people up there that were a holes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he still disappointed you in that respect. Yeah, yeah. It's like you weren't a big a hole, so I'm a little let down. But I mean, <laughs> fuck I you, <laughs> fuck you, fuck you. You're not the asshole I thought you were. I can't you be a bigger dick, man? This guy sucks. He was really nice. <laughs> Conform to my vision of reality. <laughs> wow, it's like we just got a preview of the keynote speech. <laughs> the State of the uh, Union? Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Oh, man. So on tonight's show, well, actually, actually, before we head to tonight's show, Bill, if you could, why don't you let folks know what we just did on Outside the Cinema and uh, what episode title uh, or what episode number that is? Yeah, it was a, it was a very big circle jerk. Mm. Monster Zero One. Oh, he always wins. He got to eat the muffin. <laughs> <laughs> I was hungry. <laughs> well, you were fucking deep throwing that sandwich. I'm not surprised. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we uh, when we do the Wednesday Night Wars, we obviously try to do uh, some type of wrestling themed shows together. And on our show, we we're gonna do, we were gonna break down a wrestling list, but then realized that we'd already done it and just kind of threw it all out the window and talked some general wrestling stuff. But we reviewed um, a film called Grunt, the wrestling movie from 1985, which is this kind of bizarre little slice of 80s wrestling fake documentary story that you know um was pretty surprising spoiler alert most of us liked it for the most part um but then we also covered a santo flick uh which was santo versus blue demon in atlantis which is a very different santo film than what we're talking about on your show tonight so Mm -hmm. um, it was a good time though man no false advertising in this movie oh no no Mm -mm. and uh what episode uh, number was that bill uh 459 that sounds right yeah jesus we're almost on the road. When we get to 450, we're going to start the road to 500, and we're going to try to think of some something cool to do to lead up to 500. But um, I don't know what it's. Going to be. That's crazy, you, man! I, I can't even like 225 seems like a lot, and then you guys have us, you know, pretty much doubled. So it's craziness. I feel like we have a whole new like hosts and everything since like like we've no tiny no Aries like yeah. Monster well, Zero's have, fucking in the room the whole too, time. So. <laughs> it's true, yeah. Christ, Christmas, the first 54 episodes. Was it that many? I was trying to remember. Yep. Was so. it 55 is your first one, or 56 was your first one? 56 was my first one. Strip nude for your killer and itchy the killer. Fudo. Right? Fudo, the next generation, Takashi Miike. Yeah. Nice. With the, blow, uh, the vaginal... Twarts. Yeah, the vaginal blow darts. Twarts. Yep. Nice. Twarts. <laughs> it's a good movie. Have you guys seen it? I have not seen that one, no. That long game is banned. It is, it is, but only in Massachusetts and New Hampshire. It's legal in California. Yeah. Monster Zero plays that game. It's called Farts. 
It's called Sharts. No. Oh. <laughs> that's your game. That's my game. <laughs> the Bulls. They're, they're, they're vaginal blow darts. You just watch the movie. Vaginamo? <laughs> that's my name. <laughs> Do it on the show in a couple weeks. You'll be fine. Vaginamo. <laughs> so tonight on, on our show, we're, we're continuing the Wednesday Night Wars, and we are going to talk about... I'm gonna I'm gonna try to nail this one. We're gonna do Las Momias de Guanajuato, and this uh, it's basically the mummies of Guanaja- Guanajuato, and we're gonna be reviewing that one. Memories of Guantanamo. <laughs> yeah, Guantanamo Bay. Yes, <laughs> the, the mem- Guantanamo. Memories of Guantanamo. It's a very different film, I think. And uh, so we're gonna go ahead and do that. We're gonna talk to these dudes, shoot the shit a little bit. And then afterwards, later on in the evening, about halfway through the show, we're going to be connecting up with Andrea Subasati from the Faculty of Horror, Rue Morgue Magazine, and also Lady Hellbat Reviews on YouTube. And we're going to talk to her about, it's kind of a relevant topic, I guess. It's kind of the state of, you know, state of horror. We're going to talk about how the fear of the times reflects, is reflective in the films that, that come of it. So we're going to talk about that throughout you know, throughout She's the years, more attractive than us. <laughs> Gips, you're pretty, you're pretty sexy. I am. I am speaking for myself. She's far more attractive than I am. You guys are pretty sexy. Don't 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 sell yourself short. I wouldn't kick either of you out of bed for eating crackers. <laughs> for, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> for eating crackers? He said, yeah. he said he wouldn't kick us out of bed for eating crack. <laughs> No, I, I certainly but wouldn't. Black Dynamite, I sell drugs to the community. <laughs> <laughs> Raven Shadow, what was your write-in drug again? Uh, meth. Oh, okay. He On the ballot, he wrote in meth as his drug. Yeah, let's go all in. <laughs> Might as well, right? Yeah. Whatever, man. Bernie or bust. <laughs> that worked out you real still good. Win, guys. There's a loophole that Bernie Sanders can be president of the United States. <laughs> oh, I did enjoy that article. Yeah, it was funny. How many votes did the monkey get? <laughs> Harambe? Yeah. Way more than... No, I which, think he won. Didn't he get like... <laughs> which, pissed, which pissed me off. Like, all right, you want to vote for the monkey? Fine, but he's dead. That's true. Like, vote for Gorilla Grodd. Yeah. No, you know, who was alive was these Nuts. I thought these Nuts was going to win. Well, I'll tell you a story later on. What about Vermin Supreme? I know you've, you've, you're a big fan, right, Chris? I, I, uh, I do. Uh, or Joe Exotic. Yeah. I do understand. Joe, like Joe Exotic is my guy, man. <laughs> I have to say this is the first time that I am irritated if anybody like, like, hey, you want to do a write-in vote? Like, I would prefer you actually did a politician, you know? Right. But like, you know, I don't know. Like, like people are like, oh, well, you know, I didn't want to, you know, I, I didn't like either of them. And I didn't like either of them either. But at the end of the day, you definitely, you know, if you didn't live here where we live, you definitely may have contributed to a supervillain being yeah, president yeah. Right, right now. You know, like so. so. Black dynamite. You done fucked, fucked up, up now. Yeah. <laughs> Insidious <laughs> Dr. Wong, you done fucked up now. That's the fucking slogan moving forward. Yeah, and, pe- and people were like, oh, I, vo- I voted for the monkey, or I voted for Rick. Somebody texted me and goes, I voted for Rick Flair. And I'm like, these election returns better not look like what they look like at the other side of midnight tonight, if that's true, because that's just, I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, they're all corrupt, and yeah, it's, it's you know, whatever, and I really dis... And anyone who knows me in real life, we don't talk about politics in the in the in on the show a lot. Anybody that knows me in real life knows I really dislike the Clintons. But, yeah, like... I'm, at, I'm with you, man. Yeah, but at the end of the day... Yeah, but it's not your forte, as MZ said. Right, yeah. Politics <laughs> yeah. is not your forte. There is a... <laughs> neither's getting dressed to leave the houses in his forte. <laughs> but, like, there is, you know, like, now there's a supervillain in office who... 
who the best we can hope for is that he was just completely full of shit and doesn't try to do anything, but his cabinet buildup doesn't no. appear to be <laughs> doesn't appear to support that theory that I had hopefully had coming out of it. No, he's like fucking building a fantasy supervillain team. Right. <laughs> like he's yeah. like evil Theo Epstein. If right. I can get this guy. Yeah. Like fucking Yeah, it's the Legion of Doom, for God's sake. We got, so. we got Donald Harkonnen ready to invade Arrakis. Donald yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it's a, it's a it's it's tough, you know. Like it, like I hate that politics has divided us so much. Like, uh, and I've been a big proponent along with my tag team partner Tiny White of trying to reel in a lot of the 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 hate, you know. And a lot of people kind of turn on each other and yelling at each other because we we need to all stick together now more than ever. But, we need to send this in the right direction. We need to send it to Michael Bay. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so well, one way or another, it yeah. should look awesome when right. it happens. So. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's tough, and and yeah, you 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 can fucking high five your friends. You you voted for the dead fucking monkey. Yeah. But now there is a live fucking orangutan. Right. Exactly. <laughs> a live horalator. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever in my lifetime seriously heard people, t- and I and I don't think it's going to happen because I don't think you would have showed up for the transitional stuff, but. I've ever heard people seriously talking about the prospect of, uh, you know, Obama petitioning the electors. So, you know, like it's it's like like that's a conversation that I never thought I would have in my adult life. It'll it, never happen. No, but that's even more fucking terrifying than the fucking. That's like civil war. Like that's even more terrifying than having him be president. The fact that the angry gun-toting part of the population is spoken. And then we tell them that their vote doesn't count. That'll that'll go poorly, whether they deserve it or not. So, and <clears throat> this is obviously not typical true, true radio fair. But I no, guess we're, we're really trying to just dangerous. amp it up because of who our guest is later. So, <laughs> I haven't even said a whole lot yet. This is all on you, man. Uh, you know whose fault all this is? Really, Ooh, honestly, no. We can trace all of this dumb shit back to John McCain. When he tapped Sarah Palin to be his mm. vice president, uh, it, logic went out the fucking window. Yeah. And everything got bad from there. I, I, I wouldn't normally talk about this in front of you because I know that we are generally uh, on the opposite side of a lot of these political discussions that I, I try not to have with you. But that was like a pro wrestling heel turn for me because I was super pro McCain because I, I, I knew he was kind of a shyster, but he was a shyster with money. <laughs> and he was a shyster who did the money end of things, and who better to try to put things together than somebody who helped wreck it? So, you know, I was like, ah, well, you know, this would be good. And then he fucking picked a cartoon character that he was running me. Everything went to fucking hell. And that's so. that's the thing with this election. Like, like it's the first time a non-politician got, I mean, even at the debates, got as far as they did. And I, I just kept trying to tell people, look, you don't hire the Roto-Rooter guy to be your proctologist. Right. I do. <laughs> I want change as much as the next guy, but like I said to Wolfie, I think it was that like I think the political uh, like I think the the uh, American uh, dentistry system is broken, but I didn't go to the guy that makes toothpaste to pull my tooth out the other day. Right. You know, so it's it's just like yeah, like you know, like it's it's if you have plaque, you want the guy with a plaque to get it to take it off. Right, exactly. <laughs> so I was I was saying to Bill in between shows, you just. Hold on. <laughs> Hang on. Take a breath. He's getting sweaty. I forgot. I forgot what my point was. That's how many things I got going on in my head. Bombaleo. Yeah. <laughs> Did that help? No. <laughs> what if I say it twice? Yes. 
What if I say oh, shit, it once, hold then on, Raven I shadows? Had it. I almost had it. I almost had that, that moment of recognition there for a second. What if you say it to Falco music? Yeah, Bombaleo, Bombaleo. Say it, say Bombaleo. it. Bombaleo. Shit, what did I say to you in between? Oh, you my Lord. about how there was mice in the Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Yeah, there's a mouse in my house. Um, you... It, the election came down to people saying, I'm going to choose the lesser of two evils. Not one single fucking person said, I need to choose the person that's best qualified, regardless of how I feel about them. Yeah, it, in, my, in, in my summation, like looking at this, it was not, most people bo- voted against someone and not for someone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that's, I think that was the downfall of this, is that not enough people trusted in 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 clinton because you know for whatever reason you know people didn't like the family didn't like some of the shady stuff or that she was a or that she was a woman you know and i I think in the primaries a lot of people voted and this would be super unpopular but i'll I'll say it and be honest a lot of people voted because they found themselves on the edge of being able to be responsible for making history happen Mm. You know, and then they're like, oh, well, maybe this person is better, but, you know, like, or, or, or maybe they were blinded by the vagina or whatever else, but they were like, we, you know, we could have our first woman president. And that was maybe more important than whoever was or was not. But a, a counterpoint to that is that it, um, Hillary has like 1.2 million more votes. It's outrageous. Yeah, I saw that. Interrupted. Yeah. So she has the, she has the highest in history, the highest popular vote lead, like to not win the ever. election. No, just ever in oh, general. Really? Yeah, yeah, they've all been close. It's but this, nuts. there is, you know, there is an argument to be made for the electoral college. But if I feel like that's an argument where, like, it's like, oh well, you don't want these big cities to like control the vote. But at the end of the day, like, mm-hmm. if you're really only voting for two or three people. Then everyone's voting for the whole, and that's my opinion of it. I've had a lot of conversations about this where people told me I was stupid. I've had a lot of conversations where people told me I didn't get it. But at the end of the day, if Rhode Island is a small state and it's voting for the same two people as Texas, right? Then all of Rhode Island's votes go to the to the to one of those two people. It doesn't matter that Rhode Island is smaller. You know, it's so I don't know. I, I'm just I am more weary of the Electoral College than ever because I feel like it is a uh, a now convoluted it, and but what we sh- what we should do is we should have what uh, like the thing that Maine just uh, passed and you have uh, a ballot where everyone is listed. Nobody chooses a vice president um, and you pick your first choice, second choice, third choice. And it and that's that's how it goes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. I, back back when um when when uh, Washington ran for president, he was given the the runner up as his vice president. Right, and that's an incredible like check and balance in the Oval Office. Right, that'd be outrageous if it was Trump it and would, Hillary. <laughs> it would almost force them to to always compromise and do what's best yeah. but you know you want to make any change you got to get rid of fucking lobbyists yeah it's it's tough it, it, it the whole system is really in my uh humble and i would say marginally uneducated you know like i'm a i'm a, uh, I, I'm a white caucasian male and i've been told on more than one occasion i no longer have an opinion uh or my opinion doesn't valid so uh the it's it's know. the electoral college of opinions now <laughs> yeah this the system is just kind of broken and i don't i don't really like if if somebody if if most of the country wants this person, 
Like, we've basically made a system to, you know, like, I don't know, maybe... I, I'm going to say two things. One thing I know is kind of uh, as bad as, as any other hate that you're going to hear. We're basically like, I don't know, like, oh, then it lost the two coasts will control the vote. I would be a liar if I said I wasn't fundamentally generally okay with that. <laughs> and secondly... Like, at the end of the day, like, we're all voting for the same people. Everybody is. So if more people in, you know, vote for one person, which is what happened, then that person should be the fucking president. All right. Heel turn. No more fucking politics. I just, I think there's a lot of more uh, intelligent people out there that can do a better job than us. And we have- I think, I think that we have on the line one of the most intelligent political analysts I know. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Built by force. I'm going to run in 2020. Yeah. Thank you. The Deadites oh, are too. You're going to run against Mars then. Yeah. Nice. Why don't we get Chow Daddy? Don't forget yeah. Chow Daddy. Wolfie, Wolfie just knows that eventually it's something that is, uh, I'm going to say something that's just not going to agree with his no, not, soft, lily livered no, Zach Saver Jr. politics. I'm not worried about you. Oh. <laughs> Oh. Well, Monsters Air doesn't have an opinion. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but this, if we keep talking, he's going to have an opinion. Yeah, this wasn't the uh, fucking Spike's hamburger eating, uh, hot dog eating <laughs> contest. This is the president of the United States of America. So it's kind of close. Election. <laughs> one, one, other, one other quick point I want to add, and then we can talk about uh, wrestling mummies. Um, that's one of the weirdest sentences I've ever said. Um, that's a pillow talk for me. 46% of eligible voters didn't vote. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, that. half the country. So, awesome. Thanks, you know, gang. Maybe we ought to starship troopers this shit and make it their civic duty that they have to kill them all. <laughs> I, at the same time, I don't. I don't know that. Like, that, how that, many that, of that's those what Rico people said in the movie? Just so you know, that's what we we did have a lot of. You know, r- the rural vote was definitely out in full effect. But like, you know, some of those people that we would make vote were definitely. You know, going to be Jeb and Elmer who were by there still, and I, I like that guy on the TV who was on the WrestleManias. Why would you? Why would you talk about Jeb Bush like that? <laughs> so Jeb doesn't have that much energy. No, he gonna get Stone Cold this time. Yeah, that that Jeb could be like. Uh, I hope during the inauguration, Stone Cold, <laughs> his fucking music hits. He comes to fucking. He stuns Trump. Before he gets inaugurated, uh, the, man, that would be the biggest pop in the history of no, the world. I was saying jokingly that I'd like Chavo to come out, like how he stole uh, <laughs> how he stole Cage's uh, one of the three Aztec rings on Lucha Underground, and he got to be in the championship belt. No, I want the full blown beer truck to come out. And he's <laughs> spraying down <laughs> with the beer. Yeah. Be we make that joke, but there is very little doubt in my mind who Stone Cold Steve Austin voted for. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't really care. I guess, yeah, but. No. Oily Maniac's hanging out. He says, loving the political talk. Yeesh. <laughs> well, you know who Vince voted for. I mean, that's- well, of course. He wants his wife to get in this fucking cabinet. Himself, but- right? He voted for himself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the genetic jackhammer. <laughs> and we have, uh, I think this is uh, OTC, Iron Zemo, right? He's an OTC? Uh, I don't know. Okay. I, I thought I'd seen him in there. He says, uh, no more boomers on the tickets now. Like Boomer Esiason? Yeah, no. Yes. <laughs> he can't be on He's the obviously not from here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's what's going on tonight. We're going to try to have a... Well, actually, maybe this, this might be our smartest show ever. We talk some politics. We're going to talk some sociopolitical horror later on. We talked on. about Spike. And now we're going to talk about... Mexican, Mexican wrestlers versus mummies. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're going to fuck it up. Versus just bog mummies. It's true. <laughs> now, I want you guys... To talk a lot during this review. Why? 
Well, uh, and I want you could talk whenever you want, Bill and Chris. But I'm talking to Monster Zero and uh, Mike Reed because we are going to turn your mics down during the next part of the show. <laughs> Why? <laughs> what are you talking about? Exactly. Yeah. And don't you say what you usually say at these times? Yeah. <laughs> what is he talking about? I know what he's talking about. Yeah. Because you said it. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Give the, we need a list of words that you I'm can't lost. say. I'm lost on this. Okay. Whatever. All right. So I think what we'll do is because I, I definitely don't want to keep Mr. Chris out all night. He's uh, He's got a lot of stuff going on. So we're going to hop into the film review right now. Nice. Huh. What? You don't like that Raven Shadow? Well, normally we go to a break. Yes. Not, right. not during the Wednesday Night Wars. Well, Mr. Chris, Wars people get tired. They Mr. Gotta... Chris's well-being is more important to me than yours. <laughs> yeah. huh. He's I my da- he's my dad, dad so mine too. Yeah. I'm sorry, that train tonight too. That's fucked. Yeah, <laughs> Chris, we're gonna start our own show. We're gonna have breaks all the time. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna eat potato skins. Haven't we been doing that show for like six years now? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, don't know, I don't know what just, we're going to do. I just don't know when we're coming back from break. <laughs> I, we, we haven't gone to break. That's what's fucked up. But no, Johnny, as you were. <laughs> we'll just do whatever these guys want. No, I like you guys. It's good. It's exciting. <laughs> Bomba Leo. Bomba, we're going to intro or no intro? Okay, that's fine. All right, so we're going to talk about the mummies of Guanajuato. So we're not going to a break. <laughs> That's what we're I'm not. saying. No break. No fucking break. You're fucked up too, right, Chris? <laughs> no free drinks. <laughs> That's a good break. Bullshit. <laughs> You're a bullshit artist. This horseshit. Wait, I, I got to ask, uh, Bill or Chris, have you guys seen the Greasy Strangler yet? I have not. Nope. I've, I've got it queued up. I just I haven't got a chance okay. to watch it. Watch a sizzle reel get, of it. Get that chance as soon as you possibly can. <laughs> MZ thinks it's a, 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 a cinematic masterpiece. masterpiece. Yeah, that it is not. That is it a masterpiece is. or an ass? Hold on. There's a lot of ass. <laughs> it, it is an masterpiece. It's, it's, it's an amazing. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. I'm going to do realist one more time before we start. Monster Zero. Yo. Do we have the longest and one of the most popular podcasts ever on the phone right now? No, you I don't. believe we do. No, it's on Skype, actually. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. They're on the air with us. Yeah, yes. right. We'll put it Are we way. going to be speaking with, later on, one of the most respected like horror critics of our time right now, right? Yes. And you didn't even wear fucking shoes to the show. You have your slippers on right now. That's right, I do. <laughs> That's and outrageous. fucking sweatpants. Sweat- this is no, outrageous. These are, no, these are my jogging pants. <laughs> when do you go jogging? <laughs> Did you jog to the studio? No, he never jogs. From he's, the fucking Tim Nice collection. Yeah, he's, hope, he's, he's hoping that he sees Reverend Scott again and it jogs his memory. <laughs> Do you even have you bought yoga pants yet? <laughs> no. He does do yoga, guys. I do yoga. Yes. You need to oh get some God. yoga pants. Can, uh, you want me to model them in here? No. Yes. <laughs> it, you know, some of those moves that look like you have quado in those yoga pants. <laughs> Quaid. Oh, Time to do the dog God. down or Belial. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm open, sorry, Wolfie. Open, I just noticed that this dude is not even wearing is not even wearing shoes. Come on, let's talk about penguin. Oh, yes. oh yeah. yeah! I love penguin. Penguin shit, <laughs> king penguin shit. <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk about the mummies of Guanajuato, also known as Las Momias de Guanajuato. Uh, this film is eighty minutes. It's an adventure horror mystery from nineteen seventy-two, and it is directed by Federico Curiel 
and written by Rogelico Angra Sanchez and Rafael Garcia Travisi. And it stars Blue Demon, Mil Mascaras, Santo, Elsa Cardenas, Juan Gallardo, Jorge Pinguino. Oh, that's that's actually his fucking name? Oh, my God. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy shit. That's, that's Spanish for penguin. Yes. <laughs> Mas penguinos. <laughs> I couldn't find who played Satan. It, 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 it wasn't listed here. The so. real life devil. It was the giant Gonzalez. <laughs> Satan, Manuel, Leal. Isaac Yanko. Okay. Isaac <laughs> <laughs> DDS, yeah. So this flick here, it doesn't, it doesn't even have a synopsis. Uh, Mars, you, you want to give us a shot? No, <laughs> not even a little. Do one of you guys on OTC want to give this one a shot? Try to s- synopsize this. Uh, I mean, I, I guess I can. Okay, go for it, Bill. All right. So, uh, so the film basically is uh, it's a it's a Mexican it's a it's a lucha uh, luchador film. And you have a group of a tour guy being toured by a, a small man by the name of Penguin touring the like tombs of Guadalajara, because <laughs> uh, that's that's what I'm going to call it. Okay, I, uh, the tombs beneath the city, and he brings them in to show them these all these different mummies that are in the tombs, and these are these are real. It's a real thing. Yeah. Uh, and then he brings them to a very specific area of mummies and tells them a story about how these mummies haven't rotted like the other ones because, I don't know, some bullshit. <laughs> and there's a big tall one in the middle, and he's wearing red, and he was a wrestler, and he went by the name of Satan. A hundred years ago. A hundred years ago. Yeah. Years ago. yeah. And the great, uh, the great Santo, but the original Santo, a not dis- the Santo yeah, you have. A descendant. Ancestor. Um, his ancestor defeated him, and he swore vengeance that he would come back and I don't know, face Santo in a ring of fire match. I, I mean, semantics, right? It's all he, he'd walk around a lot. Yeah, he'd walk around shot. very slowly and occasionally choke out a guy. Mm-hmm. Well, to be uh, fair, he made a deal with the Satan. Made the deal with a real devil uh, to shit. come back. Ravenshaw, are you dropping science on a movie? And at the start of what happened to be the beginning of wrestling season in Mexico is when the curse was supposed to uh, was supposed to come back. Wow, was the packy closed to something? <laughs> Why do you know wow. this? You know what I find really impressive about this? Holy shit. That I didn't think of till right now? What? They apparently had Lycra 100 years ago. Also, my thought is that was a, a modern day outfit yeah. for uh, 100 years ago. And that was 1972, so 100 years yeah, earlier. 1872, than that. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Should be like Billy the Kid. Yet? <laughs> they were fucking yeah. doing the head scissors for- in 1872. Trump's America. What do you want? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, so thanks, thank you very much, Raven Shadow. But yeah, nice. so the film is they come, the mummies come back to life and it, try to exact their revenge by pulling schemes and stealing masks and trying to frame them and kidnapping children. And yeah, at one point they kidnap Daphne and Velma. <laughs> they do. <laughs> they take Fred's ascot. It's awful. That was terrible. Don't 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 fucking touch another man's ascot. <laughs> <laughs> That, dad, dad jokes abound tonight. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that was that was good, Bill. I'm I'm impressed, and I'm also I think I'm more impressed that Raven Shadow gave gave you a fucking sit, assist yeah, there. Really? Wow. Well, and me and Raven Shadow, we're tight, man. Yeah, man. Tag me in, brother. Yeah. I, I, I drink my Shirley Temple's. He downs his Bud Lights. We're good to go. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, the irony is your Shirley Temples probably have more alcohol in them. <laughs> I had the big one. Yeah, but I'm willing to bet that. Raven Shadow himself has more alcohol than the Shirley Temples. Probably true. <laughs> That's fair. So, interesting thing about this flick. 
So this is, I guess you could consider it an El Santo flick. However, I think it's difficult to consider this a full-blown one because Santo was pretty much added very late in production. And this is really going to be a Blue Demon vehicle. But they decided kind of like last minute to add a Santo, uh, you know, add El Santo into this. And therefore he gets... You know, he gets a, a scene at the end, and they talk about him a little bit in throughout. In that awesome wrestling scene in the middle, that actually was pretty cool. That's true. Conceptually right. yeah. and yeah. Uh, the way they did it. Right. So it, it is interesting that it wasn't originally going to feature El Santo, and then he, he was later added. And this is also, I mentioned it earlier, this is the first El Santo film that we've ever done on Trick or Treat Radio. Right. We've done him on OTC. We've done him on uh, Talk Without Rhythm. Yep. Yeah, but it's the first time we're talking about one here, and... As you guys know, if you've listened to the show before, we're big fans of wrestling. And, you know, we don't talk about it all the time because, you know, it's a horror podcast and not everyone wants to hear about it. But, you know, we we do love wrestling. And and when we can try to work something in like this, we try to do that. And this flick was definitely one of the more horror themed of. uh, Well, I I guess there's a pretty good, pretty good amount of horror themed Santo flicks. But this is. Yeah, Yeah, and this is one that we hadn't seen before, and I actually went to the source and and looked for a recommendation from our buddy Al Goro, who reviewed them all, and he recommended this one for, he said, wait for the last 10 minutes, and and he wasn't wrong. We'll get to that. (laughs) We'll get to that in a a little bit. And, but uh, once again, and kind of this one here was similar to the, the film that we reviewed on your show, in that it didn't start with a wrestling match. No, I know. Very strange. Yeah, like two flicks. Like, it's got to be, I mean, it, it got to be one of one of the only few that don't start with wrestling right off the bat. Yeah, I haven't, I mean, I've seen, outside of the ones that we've covered, like, I've only seen maybe one or two other ones, yeah. and they all, like, they all start with a wrestling match. Interesting well, that it's a lot later in the film cycle. Well, I wonder if by then and by the 70s you were able to show wrestling on TV. So putting in an extra wrestling match just for the point of putting it in wasn't an advertisement for the wrestling anymore. True, you know, it could, it's a good point. It could be, yeah, absolutely. So, but yeah, this so this one starts off showing kind of the ruins of Guanajuato, as you can see. Uh, we're watching it right now. It says on the, one of the buildings says Guanajuato, not Guadalajara. <laughs> what a I said Guadalajara. So. Oh, sorry. I thought you said Guadalajara. You know, I if you... Too. I was sticking that too. If, <laughs> if you take out the Santo, like, all the Santo is probably one of the few things that's bringing this film over an hour, right? Like, because this, oh, was, yeah. A, this yeah. was an 80-minute Santo movie, which, yep. you know, as the ones we've watched don't usually creep on the hour-and-a-half territory, so... That's true. The two we watched this time did, but... yeah. And then we have our, uh, who uh, Bill had mentioned, we have our tour guide, Penguin, who was fucking awesome. A, a little a little guy. Is that safe to say? Is a, a little man? Diminutive. Uh, Diminutive. Uh, as you would say in uh, Lucha Libre terms, he's a mini. Yes, he is. He's a midget. Penguin. God's his sake. name should have been Penguin no, it's, you know, it's not nice to say midget anymore. You don't say that, Monster Zero. Come yeah. on, Oh, I'm sorry. Let me take that back. Midget. <laughs> Jesus. And speaking of Penguin, it's Burgess Meredith's birthday today. So it's Meredith Meredith? <laughs> Burgess Meredith. I do love Burgess Meredith. Yeah, you're not supposed to say midget anymore. It's insensitive. Midget. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Hobbit. Oh, yeah, Hobbit. Oh, yeah, that's real nice. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. all midgets have hairy feet and big ears, right? Can Jeez. you say peck? 
I'm, we I'm, have the movie running no. here too, and a line of dialogue just came up that said, "It's almost midnight. We'll go to the cemetery and check the mummies." <laughs> <laughs> you know what the craziest thing about that part is, though, if it's the one I'm thinking of. Like, they go to have this big plot point, and they debate that they're going to do it, and then they leave, and it cuts to just Blue Demon getting back with his kid. Yeah. It's the weirdest fucking thing. Like, they leave and then show up, and it's like, well. Listen, I'm, I'm completely fucking fascinated by the fact that, that Blue Demon, I'm going to jump around a little bit, uh, has a, a child that he's been, like, in Harry's, like the Bruce Wayne. Like, he adopted. He's adopted. Ward, yeah. He's Ward. Well, Santo did that, too. Yeah. So, I, guess, so I, I expected them Milton, to wear masks, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, is, is it fair to say, I mean, like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I know these are things. Is there an origin for these films? Like, has it been discussed? Like, what now? Well, they don't, they're, like... They're different stories. Like they, they're. It's not serialized, you know. So it's not like this story leads into this one, leads into this one, and you know. Oh, remember that adventure we had back then? You know, they're like one-offs. I think. All right. So like, like, like the cin- Marvel Cinematic Universe. No, it's not like that. Yeah. There's yeah, no, there's, there's no legitimate different. sequels in any of these. No. A couple. There's a couple of uh, there- of throwback ones, but they're they're not they're not they. Uh, uh, my understanding is they're not in succession necessarily. They're just. Later on, a, a villain might come back, but or for instance, it's someone in a cycle might have like a, a comedic, uh, like one director might have a particular comedic um, foil or a love interest or something like that, and they'll be in like three or four in a row, and then somebody else will take it over. It's like, it's like real wrestling or a comic. Somebody else will take it over and then blow that shit up and, and do their own thing. So this is where we sound stupid because I feel like other <laughs> El Santo enthusiasts are out there being like, oh. Well, we're, I wouldn't consider us enthusiasts. I, I, I think we're fans. Well, yeah, no, I, I, don't, I wouldn't even consider us smart. Well, I've never seen an El Santo film before. Are oh, you really? Kidding? This is your first? Weren't you on one of the OTCs where we did one with Milton there? You're not going to watch him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Truth comes out. No, I, mean, I feel I might have, but this is what I really, like, really digested. Okay, and well, what'd you think? <laughs> well, what'd you think then? <clears throat> I, I I fucking had a great fucking time, man. Um, <clears throat> I love this. I I, I was disappointed because I thought there were zombies at first, but they're mummies. But whatever. Um, I was completely fascinated that every time we saw Mil Mascaras, uh, he had a different mask on. Well, um, that's man his of gimmick. Th- yeah, man of a thousand masks. Found out from this movie. <laughs> uh, found out in the subtitles. Yep. Uh, my favorite was the black leather one when he was going out on a date. Yeah, he also had a. Gangsta. He also until uh, if he was not directly slapping mummies, or or knocking down multiple police officers by just running through them, he had a lady on his arm. Oh yeah, yeah. I was a big fan of the lady that was not not Mil Mascaras lady, but the other one, the waitress. Yeah, the one uh, who lived next door to Penguin. Yeah, yeah. Like well, she was a fucking jerk to Penguin, huh? Yeah, Penguin's yeah. like, can you protect me? And she's like, you dirty old midget. <laughs> Can't say that. That's not exactly how it went down, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> he had different subtitles. <laughs> Look how tiny he is. <laughs> Speaking of tiny, he's such a big El Santo fan, he named his dog Santo. That's true, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So in, uh, just real quick in the chat room, I, this is going back to politics, so I don't want to get too involved, but uh, Mark, Drive Jack and Mark, is... Lives in Australia, and he says that they get a fine if they don't vote. Really? Wow. I think that's an awesome idea. I do, that's too. a great yep. idea. Yep. Probably get somebody comes in and writes a fine and then throws it at him like a boomerang. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a little person pops out of a, a kangaroo's pouch and throws it. <laughs> it's Penguin. Yeah. <laughs> 
And uh, Drive Jack and Mark also says, I think the classic Monster Zero move is the long moan swan, uh, swine style. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Oli, Ma- Oli Maniac says, El Goro is cringing. Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. <laughs> so, uh, you guys, uh, Bill, what, yes. uh, what did you think of this flick? Uh, I mean, I had a good time with it, too. There's, there's, a, lot, there's a lot to love about this movie because... Yeah. It it's got the the excess of all the ex, you know the the extra stuff that just it seems so silly watching in like you know like your movie mind for 2016 right like the mummies don't really look like mummies because none of them are wrapped up they're more of your like classic just like you know dried corpses and they, they look sort of like, like those real mummies body. look I was like neon maniac a little bit yeah a little bit but um like they have this great karate chop where every time they karate chop somebody they fall down. And yeah. uh, the fight scenes in this, I, I had a lot of fun with the fight scenes. There's like this whole kind of, I don't know if it's spoiler territory, but I don't, I don't know. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so there's like this whole kind of like subplot where Satan is the, the who's the seven foot tall mummy slash wrestler steals Blue Demon's mask and they give his mask to one of the other uh, mummies. And then the police see him kill a guy and yeah. they then assume that blue demon is the murderer and <laughs> maniac right. so um now that if i may poke holes in the logic of a film of this <laughs> magnitude, it's just like it seemed so silly to me that like they first of all the police shoot the mummy like four or five times and he just walks away yeah. and they're like oh well it's blue demon he's a tough son of a bitch yeah apparently um and then also the sheer fact that like He's worried about them catching him, but they're trying to find the thing, and it's like, just take your mask off, and no one will know it's you. Because yeah. <laughs> apparently they can't take their masks off ever, and I understand, I understand the history, and I, I get that, but it's like, like the common sense in you is like, the police are looking for you. Don't drive around in your convertible with the other guy in the wrestling. <laughs> what about your your giant lime green dune buggy? <laughs> That thing well, was the fucking the bar. The yeah, car. but he's got a lime green dune buggy. Yeah, yeah. that's that's kind of hard to Neil, miss. Neil Mascaris is running around wearing gold lame tights. <laughs> <laughs> no, my favorite outfits in the, them. <laughs> in the history of these wrestling films might be. For some reason, in this one, they were still wearing their sweaters to go do battle, but they had their wrestling tights and boots on. <laughs> yeah, that's what they they got it right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, it, was, uh, it was cold outside. Bill Mascaras, he's got a short sleeve uh, button up shirt on. It's a short sleeve sweater, I think. Nice. Yeah. Sweater vest, like I had on a rocket truck, apparently. But you're wearing it right now? Could be. You know, you know one thing that uh, Blue Demon did a lot in this film that I appreciated? He always found the high ground so he could dive <laughs> through masses of people with his giant dome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when they take out that cop, so they're like running down the hill and they just literally just like run right through the cops. Yeah. I like, love I love how you get these these mummies, they they're slow moving with their arms extended, some of them, some not. And uh but and they're moving really, really slow, but when they get into attack mode, they're like Yeah. They're, they're like <laughs> super speedy fast. It's like, okay, there's the unevenness for you. Not to mention the fact that when you get all three of them fighting um, fighting up against uh, a big group of mummies. Uh, you get a bunch of them in the background just running around not knowing what to do. <laughs> my, my favorite thing was the fact that we, there's a serial killer on the loose, and despite eyewitness reports um, of it being like mommy, 
Mombies. Mummies. Multiple people like okay. saw it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The police can only assume that the, the nature of this killer had to have been done by a professional wrestler. Because only a professional wrestler could, could break a neck like well, that. Well, yeah, that was one of the lines was that only a professional wrestler could do this. <laughs> <laughs> I think Mad Dog could have done it. Sportsmen <laughs> cannot kill or whatever. The, it's fucking. Yeah, yeah that's the yeah. thing on both sides of it. Both, the defense was as ludicrous <laughs> as the accusation. <laughs> Sport, yeah, 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 sportsmen sportsmen hold, do not commit crimes. We're, we're watching this, and uh, aside from Mel Mascaris just randomly reaching into a truck and pulling something out and throwing it four feet <laughs> yes, away, yes. Um, Santo's driving, and he just wiped sweat off the forehead of his mask. Yep. <laughs> he's I'm also wearing right. No shirt while he's driving in the car. Yeah, well, yeah. he's got to keep that tan going. <laughs> no shit, right? I, I noticed that, too, and I was like, what the hell is he wiping the sweat off his brow for? He's wearing a goddamn mask. <laughs> Again, not not to, like, not to punch holes in this cinematic, you know, masterpiece here, but that, that we did, and, we, and I'm being redundant because we've mentioned them kind of in degree. So they think that the wrestlers did it. Don't these fucking guys after stopping like fucking Dracula and the Wolfman <laughs> yeah. and the drug runners and the pirates and Atlantis get a little like fucking isn't there leeway? any fucking goodwill for them at all? They're like <laughs> they're like yay yay Los Champions of Justice and then like somebody gets their neck broke they're like fuck those guys <laughs> and then as soon as is like Monster Zero said as soon as like the fucking like mummies like go into battle like they totally turn into like a different kind of zombie altogether it's like it's like Dos ocho days later, like they just fucking start running around and like slapping like crazy. Like, you know what I realized? Wait, did you say dos ocho <laughs> yeah. days later? <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. You know what I just realized? That pretty, I caught that. <laughs> you know what I just realized? I just realized that Blue Demon, Blue Demon, and Santo. They're like the original Bo and Luke Duke. <laughs> yeah, they get blamed for everything that happens. That's that's bad in the city. And not only and that, then they, and then in the end, they clear their name and defeat and defeat the bad. There's guys. also the impression given <laughs> that like <laughs> when Santo shows up, the cops are like, "Oh my god, we're so happy that you're here, Santo." Yeah, thank you, Santo. Yeah, he he could have <laughs> fucking did it. Maybe maybe the cops are a lot smarter than we give them credit for. Maybe they're like, "Well, we have no leads on this case." Let's frame Blue Demon. He'll fucking well, the, solve it well, to they, clear his name. Yeah, but the lead that they got was somebody threw a rock through a window with right. a note on it, and they were like, "Oh, what's this?" And they're like, "Oh, apparently we have to go meet the killer at this place." Yeah. yeah. If there's it's a problem, let's check on them. Solve it. Check out my hook. Well, Santo revolver. <laughs> <laughs> my other favorite thing in this movie. Uh, was when they push that mummy out the window and then they're outside and the mummy stands up and they totally yeah, yeah. fucking shit their pants when the mummy yeah. stands up and they're like, Vamos, vamos! <laughs> they both haul with their own vehicles. Yeah. Let's run away. Yeah. They're like, we can't fight them. In the legit bitterness that comes across when the woman's like, we should call El Santo. And Blue Demon's like, no. Uh, I mean, that's probably exactly what they want us to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Johnny, can we fast forward a little bit? Let's get some yeah. Blue Demon and Mil Mascaras. Yeah, yeah, where do you want to go? Mil Mascaras, uncle of Alberto oh, Del Rio. Really? Yeah. The wrestling match. I love me some Alberto Del Rio. Who's the guy that plays Mascaras on um, Lucha Underground now? Who plays whom? Isn't there a guy that does a, that plays a Mil Mascaras? No, on it's a Mil Morte. Yeah, it's a man of a thousand deaths. He's yeah. more like Satan than this. Yeah. He's one of my favorites right now. Sweet, I like him, and I like Pentagon Dark. Pentagon, yeah, Pentagon. Pentagon. I just watched uh, one minute of an amazing Pentagon exchange on a, a wrestling show before I turned it off because I have to watch them in order. <laughs> <laughs> Ridiculous. <Sorry. laughs> 
Doris Otro. There was something... <laughs> I, I really kind of wish they had gone... I wish that it wasn't a wrestler named Satan. I really wish he had wrestled Satan. Like, how fucking amazing uh, could that have been? Remake! Yeah, no shit. Like, what, Santo means saint, right? Yeah. 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 Like, what it's would a be... missed opportunity. What would be cooler than defending the heavyweight championship against Satan. against Satan. Oh, that fucking knocks the devil down to yeah. Georgia out the box. Yeah, like it's a Charlie Daniel song. Yeah. Devil went down to Guatemala. So th- that's the thing. I think they have, in these films, they always have decent ideas. Like, there's like, oh, that's cool. And then they just can never follow up on it because, you know, I think they, they just churn these out real quick. That's you know? one of the things that was in, in some of the earliest Santos films that's that great. I liked as far as that Santo was a legacy hero. Yeah. Like, I, this would be so much cooler if, I think, uh, was it you, Raven Channel, to mention the DC Universe? Like, if they had made yeah, Marvel, a... Marvel Universe. Talked about the good ones. Okay, well, well, if they had done some world building and made an actual right. world where all this could take place, like, how fucking cool would it be to make to make these adventures and to continue to revisit these characters, you know? Yeah. I yeah. think there's a really a big... You know, I think they were just trying to make bank on these because banking on, like, a huge, you know, huge icon of, of, of Mexico. But yeah. I really think there's a... A big opportunity, and I know that Guillermo del Toro really would love to do. Like, I think he, he I think I've heard him say he wants to do an El Santo movie. Yeah. yeah, you know, imagine if he was to build a universe right based on this, like where the, our heroes were luchadors. Right, you know? there's a, there's right. a whole there's a whole like cast of these characters that were in a lot of these films too that are that like we should uh, the next one of these we should do my favorite of all the uh, luchador films which is doesn't have santo or blue demon in it but it's called los champions of justice i thought that did have a uh, blue demon in it i don't think so it's uh, timbalist solidico uh okay i might be thinking of a different one then well i just want to say that this was 1970 right may have blue demon actually now i think i think it's a 70 it's got mil mascaris i know 72 two i think yeah. 72 all right this one i'm looking at has listed as 1970 okay but there was five. There was five Santo films that came out that year. Yeah. So the Santo versus the Riders of Terror, the Vengeance of the Vampire Women, Santo yep. versus the Vice Mafia, Santo and the Vengeance of the Mummy, and then also the Mummies of Guadalajara. I would like to see the <laughs> it, the Vice. Yeah. It's, that's, that sounds like it could be. It's amazing that that Santo was even able to wrestle with this schedule. You know, like yeah. I, I'm sure. Well, how old was he at this time? He probably didn't. Well, I'm sure very much. I think yeah, this is true. I think he was in his, if I'm not mistaken, I think he was in his 60s. Well, he was born in what 1915. Jesus, 1912, I think. So yeah, he if that's the case, he was he was nearing his 60s when this movie was made. So so the guy in this it was in his 60. El, yeah, Santo. El Santo, the yeah. one at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks fucking good. No, he does. He looks amazing and. And, you know, obviously, I'm sure they had a body double for, for some of the stuff. But. I don't know. They should have found a fucking better wrestling body double if it wasn't him. Because those head scissors look like Haas. <laughs> well, I'm sure they were a stuntman or something. Maybe I guess. in the other movie where El Santo was swinging around on a rope and stuff. Yeah, but. yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I really think, like, how... I mean, maybe it's just me because I love wrestling and I love horror. But how fucking cool would that be to build a world right now, like a shared universe... Sold. Of of like luchador heroes and horror monsters, you know. Sold. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So it's fucking great having wear the mask all the time. Yeah, oh yeah. I love leisure it. suit, fancy cars, yeah. women. You know yeah. the whole the whole nine. I legitimately feel like I mean Guillermo del Toro is cool too, but I feel like Lucha Underground is almost like 
It's in like that world one already. step ahead of it, really. You know what I mean? Like if, they, yeah. if they, or one step behind it, I should say. If they if they got some more money and if it got super popular, like I, I guess you're right because that's sort of what we're talking about here. Is right. they have this universe, and you know, there's a lot of stories. It's more of like a a serialized television show that happens to. Ha, you know, settle their differences in the ring. Yeah, you know? like pe- like people teleport and stuff like that in the backstage segments yeah, yeah. and everything. And like Mil Mortis, it's like no joke. It's not like he is a di- his nickname is a, like that he's the man of a thousand deaths. Like right, he is right. like an immortal monster that's died a million times. Uh, Dynamo, Drive Jack and Mark says, can we get Dynamo on camera? No. Why? Because. Because why? That's not a good reason. Uh, because. Oh, too uh, sexy. Too sexy. Bill, Bill showed me a picture of myself and now I'm self-conscious. <laughs> And uh, Reverend Scott is hanging out. He says, good evening, kids. What's up, oh. handsome? Fuck that guy. He was featured in, like, Elle magazine. <laughs> was he really? Yeah. I told you, man. He's huge right now with all those fucking Joe Biden nice. memes. R- Reverend Scott blowing up. Man, it's an honor to and have Montezio you here. And Montezio still doesn't know who the fuck you are. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice to meet you. I know who you are. Nice have you heard of OTC? It's nice to show. meet you, yeah. Reverend Scott. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, how the hell are you? You have no idea who I am, do you? It's <laughs> <laughs> the first time I met him. What do you want from me? <laughs> yeah, but you hugged him and didn't even know who it was. So? I'm a hogger. <laughs> You're a hogger. <laughs> Very angry hugger, apparently. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's a hate hugger. I there's so there's so much that I could say about this movie because it's it's fucking it's fucking amazing. And the one of the other things I want to talk in Dynamo, I think you mentioned this earlier. There's that scene where where Satan sort of is is has been awakened and he wanders into this old <gasps> building and he's looking at a wrestling ring. Do you want to talk about that scene, Dynamo? Yeah, it's very insightful for a, a, a Santos film. We get the wrestling scene that we get in a lot of these films, but it happens in an empty arena and you're seeing essentially the memory of the wrestling match that A. El Santo and Satan had, you know, apparently a hundred years ago. Yeah. And you're hearing the cries and the cheers of the yeah. audience that aren't there and stuff like that. It was a, a real cool scene. And Sa- Satan was over as well. He was getting some chance. <laughs> some chance <laughs> Wait, as well. Wait, are those the guns from the Atlantis movie? Probably. They looked very similar, didn't they? Yeah. I they just put that together when he gets the guns. I'm but like, they do the same thing. Essentially, yeah. They do the same thing. And he had them under a seat. Apparently, because he just ran to the car and got him. Interesting. Maybe it is a shared world. Yeah, and not. I mean, though I I've never seen a film where Santo has that uh, driver that he has that whole homoerotic exchange <laughs> with as like going down the street. Like, oh, I can't wait for a comfortable bed, a hotel. <laughs> yeah, everyone had their own counterpart. I I also think that I, I'm very interested in the mummies of Guanajuato, mostly because I'm a big, you know, I I, I find the Bogmen that are found in the marshes of Europe, like very interesting as well. So I didn't actually know that there was a, you know, that there was a Mexican counterpart. Exactly. Yeah. So I I think that's, that's no, what else was awesome. That made me laugh that it maybe I'm the only one old enough to think this is funny, but blue demons kid totally pulled a Spritel and chim chim. Like he totally stowed in the trunk and like popped up. Ah, chim chim. (laughs) And it, I will never, ever tire of seeing luchadors in leisure suits never, driving never, fancy never, cars. Never. Nope. Not until you get old. Yeah. I could see that every day for the rest of my life and never get sick of it. Nope. Right? It's fucking That's, great. It's the best. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and there's, there's one scene with Blue Demon wearing a fucking sweater. I think you guys know exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. That sweater was unbelievable. It's the bomb. It, it, yeah. Yeah. It's a lost art. Chris, how, how about that you? That look we, needs uh, to come back. I know you've gotten in some some words here and there. Do you want to get a, anything else you need to say about this flick? 
Yeah, my favorite part. My favorite part was yes. when Satan walks up and uh, he he clearly um, has been moving around a lot. So yeah. the actor inside is out of breath. <laughs> and he faces off against, I forget who, um, because I was distracted by the fact that the mask he was wearing to make him look like a zombie was moving in and out and in and out <laughs> with his breath. And it looked like he had a balloon on his head. <laughs> Oh look, there's a uh, Milmaskers. Oh, it's Milmaskers's uh, green doom buggy and his lady friend. Yeah, yes, I love that everyone Looks had a like um, Joan Collins. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. she does. By yeah. the way, historically, to bring a little bit of wrestling in this, Milmaskers, one of almost every wrestler that you'll ever talk to, least favorite person to work yeah. with. Yeah, I've heard really? that. Yep. Yeah, when I was a kid, I used to think Milmaskers was a fucking Jedi because no one could get a fucking move on him. And then the reality was because he wouldn't let anybody get a fucking move on him. He, would, <laughs> he wouldn't bump. He wouldn't do anything. Like he just wanted to do his fucking his his lucha libre style arm bars and then do a fly out of the ring and then. Well, he looked fucking good. Like yeah. he had a good physique and oh, yeah. all his all his masks and costumes were amazing. Great gimmick. Yeah, you know. And he was he was taller than the other two here too when they were all standing side by side. Yeah. So he's yeah. a pretty big guy. And he drew. It was an interesting counterpart to those like hoss wrestlers that we talk about so much all the time. Wolfie like. Uh, like Stan Hansen and, and Brody and like even like Abdullah the Butcher and the Sheik, who they'd bring in, like because you'd bring Mil Maskers in for a big show, you know? Yeah, yeah. And you'd feed somebody who you fucking had no interest in looking good to him. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> we have a couple other people hanging out in the chat room. Reverend, Reverend Scott says full frontal. MZ still doesn't know me. <laughs> I do know you, you bastard. <laughs> he says straight hugging strangers. <laughs> Uh, first time Mike is hanging out He says evening family How's everyone doing Glad to see more people here But me I love Lucha Libre movies How's it going dude uh, Creepy girl is here What's up Buttercups uh, she's, she's all hey. bent out of shape That we started early I bet She can't yell at us we running late and Don't say anything of note Until like 20 minutes Into the show anyway Because we went into Political talk It's true <laughs> And Reverend Scott says Phil Collins That's always the question Yeah it's always the and answer. Also, the answer. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I never want to see you again. <laughs> so, uh, I'm sorry, Chris. You, you, did you have any? I, you talked about your favorite scene. Um, no, it's just all around. It was just it's it was exactly. This was the last one I watched out of the three yeah. for the for the two shows, and it's it's pretty much exactly what I had hoped it would be because I've kind of come to expect a certain level yeah from yeah and this has this is definitely channeling um like the the 60s batman kind yeah. of feel yeah yeah i could see and, that um, and, and it works really well it's fucking hot in the studio right now by the way you want to turn the ac on yeah i'm taking Actually, off all my clothes if you open the door i'm sure it'll help careful you might turn on the mz <laughs> we don't want to do that. <laughs> With the panties got on, we know ahead of time. It, it was interesting how every all of the the luchadors had a partner. So we had Blue Demon had his son, right? And then Mel Mascaris was he was like the lady killer. He had he had the woman, and then Straight. we and then we had El Santo with his manservant. His manservant. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking bizarre. <laughs> I, I'm just. Is it though? <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah. In this world, it's completely normal. And Mil Mascaris wears a cape in almost every scene, and he looks oh. fucking amazing. I love yeah. so many ways around the apartment. 
wearing the cape. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If you had that cape, you would wear it everywhere too. Yeah. So fair. I definitely would. I would wear it in the shower yeah. for Christmas. I'll fucking True. wear it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll actually get in shape to wear it. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I got a new stage robe that wasn't half as cool as that cape, and I wore it for like a week. Yeah. And, and then there's a so they're they're hot on the trail of of Satan and the mummies and. They're driving down the road. I, I just had to call the scene out. And then they're like looking. They pull up to a building and he's like, that shadow over there looks suspicious. And they get out and they fucking go follow a suspicious shadow. Sold. And then the fucking kid crawls out of the, out of the, the trunk and gets caught by the fucking mummies. And immediately. Too. immediately. <laughs> and then later on, they, they come to. They're all in a room together. They've all been captured. And Blue Demon leaves his son in the mummy lair and he says he wouldn't help much anyways. <laughs> like, they're looking for him, and then he fucking leaves him there. <laughs> Gotta have your, uh, your, your levels. Yeah. Right. And now, you Rid- know what, though? He's right. It, no, he is right. Yeah. I, I guess in a way, it's just funny. You know, they were looking for him, then they find him, and he's like, all right, well, you can stay here <laughs> in the lair with the mummies. There he is now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think Ric Flair oh. would be very proud of the chop fest that they had with the mummies toward the end. I mean, all they did oh, yeah. was... It was more of like a Austin Powers judo chop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'll let you... Bill, since you mentioned I'll let you mention. In the last 10 minutes of this movie, they're chopping the shit out of these fucking mummies, and they can't kill them. They can't defeat them. Every time they go down, they just get back up. Yeah. Yep. So what do they finally do? <laughs> so at one point, Santo says to, to Masakaris, he goes... Go to my car and get the guns. <laughs> off, my, okay. off the seat. Yeah, he goes, go to get the guns off the seat in the car. And so he jauntily runs off, yeah. like, like quite bouncy the way he runs off, actually, considering Doing what's happening. Guns. And he's like, all righty. And, and he pulls out three, like, gold revolvers. Looking like, not even, no, they're not even revolvers. They're like Jetsons guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we watched the the Santo Blue Demon in Atlantis film for OTC, and there's scenes in that movie where they these guys have these guns, and they're the same guns, or super super similar, and we can only assume that they're the same ones. And they do yeah. the same thing, and they just shoot fire out. So it was like, why didn't they just start with the guns? Like, they, like why <laughs> I know right. Yeah. Wait. Well, that's the same old like Star Wars <laughs> argument of well, why didn't they just shoot everything that came off of the blockade runner and then you know movie that's why then you don't have the awesome (laughs) flamethrower at the end it's true fair enough like i was excited that that santo had guns in his car that's normal i'm sure i'm not sure what the license to carry law is in mexico but well um, for a held flamethrower you could probably get away with that up the ante i'm completely fascinated (laughs) i I am just i love this this has got to be a shared universe there's no fucking way all right raven child let's we'll uh put our heads together let's make a sound yeah I'm serious. Like, we're gonna watch all of them. I'm all in. I'm gonna call Gordon. You know, there's 52, right? I'm gonna watch some of them. I'm gonna watch, I'll, I'll probably watch two more. Well, the good the good news in is the next ten years, if we have what two more Wednesday Night Wars before March. So yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> you ready, Raven Shadow? Do what's next? That's the fucking outfit right there. The black yeah, one. there's yeah. those both of those. Oh well, the the sweater, and then yeah, and then the black outfit from Mil Mascaras. Do we that, have two more? We have the yeah, Royal, we have Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Uh, sportsmen don't commit crimes. 
<laughs> you haven't played in the NFL, sir. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, I can't remember who said this, but I just jotted down, well, let's get some sleep. <laughs> that was like one of the last lines in the movie. I love that he's like horse playing with his kid, but his kid totally gets him in a fucking front guillotine choke. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like, and they come scene, in and their friend, their friend, their friends are like a uh, blue demon. This is a random scene that after like they they settle everything, they go back to the hotel and they have like lunch, and then like that's where the movie should end. And then it right. starts up again the next morning, and they all meet in like the foyer of the hotel the next morning. Yeah, and then drive yeah. off to get to go to a restaurant. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> love it. And, and the restaurant's there. <sighs> I, I was, Santa's like, I got the table. <laughs> <laughs> They drive off into the sunset very dangerously, too, I might add. But well, they're all over the road. Yeah, three cars across the road. Yeah. And they come the other direction. Uh, I, I, I think we could continue to talk about this all night, but we don't have time There's, to do that. They're all side by side because they couldn't resolve the who's first in line argument. <laughs> Meanwhile, capes are flowing. Yeah. Everyone has their counterpart. They're on, it's like a fucking Jerry Bruckheimer Transformers <clears throat> shot. Like They're all riding formation. It was sexy. That's a fucking poster. That's a fucking poster. I, I am just fucking remarkably all in. I am Yo, moved. Mackenzie. I, I, I could s- not believe. How long have we been friends? Almost 20 years. And this is the first fucking El Santo movie you've seen. What about the three Devon Dam? Is that- that's not real. That's not real Santa. That's Santo. Yeah. Don't lie to that's me. Turkish Santa. I am lying to you. That's not real Santa. Yes, yeah, so I saw that one. I saw yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. not real. No, I, I, it, it's Turkish Santa. That's real Spider-Man, right? Nope. Fuck! <laughs> and a scheme to steal statuettes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's time for us to go to the verdict. Trick or treat, baby. I wonder if people would say you're a trick or a treat. Trick or treat, motherfucker. All right, verdict time. We're going to let you know whether this flick was a trick or a treat and any final thoughts we may have. Why don't we kick it off with Chris? Because I feel like Chris didn't have a... We, we, we talked over him a lot. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I'm going to go with... Uh, it's uh, it's definitely a treat. This is a lot of fun. Um, I, didn't, I didn't sit back like I normally do every week and go, oh, shit, these two. Okay. Um, <laughs> Santo Santo movies are, are, with maybe a rare exception, just a lot of cheesy fun, and yeah, you, you, you just I can I definitely see why they have such an enduring appeal. Um, not maybe not necessarily the characters, but the whole uh, lucha libre. Um, I don't even know the word. What, what word do I want to go Mythos with? Mythos, phenomenon, archetype. Genre? Yeah, sure. Genre. Condominium. Yeah. Uh, did you say Parking condominium? Lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, and and I, that's why it's, you know, it's endured because they're just fun. It's not, it, it, you know, it's not going to ever get too dark. Mm-hmm. Any you can, you can just basically family movie, except for the one with all the naked redheads, which was still awesome. Oh, yeah. Which one was that called? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I that, forget. That, that was vampire sexo, right? Sure. Anything with vampires, usually in the Santa movie, they're topless, I would say. Cool. Um, cool. But I liked these because it focused on them as uh, character slash crime fighters. Oh. Yeah. And 
it didn't it didn't have a lot of filler that some of the earlier ones have. Yeah. Um, even though they're wrestlers, I mean, you don't, I mean, one match, two matches, some action scene fights, you're good because by this point, Santa and blue demon, uh, they are, they're basically Batman. So you want to see them do Batman type stuff and, and this delivered. So, um, fight crime, adopt kids, Batman stuff (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, take a nap and go to restaurants. (laughs) Take on a teenage ward. Yeah. Yeah. And a yeah. manservant. Have a flamboyant butler. Right, right. So uh now that it's a true what do I what do I do next? <laughs> oh, you've been on the show before, man. <laughs> trick or treat. I said that. Yeah, you got it. Trick- oh, I'm sorry, I'm yeah. I'm being outrageous. It, so do I? <laughs> oh, you don't need to quit. I'm so tired. <laughs> it's a gold chain. Well what <laughs> why don't we take this opportunity? Why don't we take this opportunity to, to say goodbye to Mr. Chris Sun because he still has to drive home. Yeah, it's not that far, but yeah. <sighs> yeah. So I got I to gotta, I gotta, I gotta work on finding a new car because my other one decided to just commit suicide. Oh, oh I drive a Prius. Not yet. <laughs> Whatever I can fit in is what I'm going to get. I don't know if you're going to fit in a Prius. So, like you know, you a know what's, box truck. You know what's good? I'm trying to... Uh, I don't know if they still make them, but but my my brother is uh, six foot eight. Our our buddy Psycho Patrick is six foot eight, and he used to have a Honda Element, and that was like tons of headspace. I don't know if they still make them, but interesting. Yeah, and he had no trouble fitting in there at six foot eight. So, huh. all right, something to, something to keep an eye on. He got a new car. I don't know what he has now, but uh, he he did get a a car, and he he has some headroom there. I'll I'll mm. find out what he has and let you know. Welcome nice. to the Car Thank Facts you. cast. Uh, yeah, yeah. To- Politics, yeah. cars, what's next? <laughs> Monster Zero does really look a lot like Bobby Bolter from Rat, though. <laughs> except uh, except uh, it looks like uh, the dude from Rat got stung by a bee. <laughs> yeah, he looks a little swollen. Yeah, he's a little bit more swollen. Than uh, glass House is MZ. <laughs> All right, Mr. Chris, thank you so much for hanging out, man. I know it's, uh, it's a long night for you, but uh, we, lo- we love talking to you. We love hanging out. I love you, Dad. I like, I like, I like joining you guys. Nice, dude. They're kicking you out of my house. I love it. I love you, Dad. As soon as I'm done recording, I get the fuck out anyway. This is true. (laughs) All right, I'll see you guys online. All right, Mr. Chris, take care, bud. (laughs) On the internet. Hi, guys. Now now we're all alone. I forgot to ask Mr. Chris where I send my Christmas list to. You can catch him on the on the social medias. Yeah, North Pole. North Pole. Your Christmas list is a Christmas list. Uh, what? <laughs> Sexy. So uh, I think Monster Zero just had a stroke. Should we do something? For, first time, Mike. Back up. First time, Michael. Uh, he he likes Luchador films, and he had actually made some recommendations for Oily Maniac, who has never watched any. And so I'll just read them. And he says, Oily, I recommend Santo and Blue Demon against the Monsters from 1970. Score. And Santo versus Las Muertes Vampiro. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and versus the vampire women from 62. Wrong. <laughs> What's the right one? Only the best Santo films. With Milton? No. <laughs> oh, I like that vampire time travel one. Yeah, yeah. Was that uh, against the monsters? Was that the one? No, it was like it was like Santo e Vampire El Sexo or something like that. Oh. Uh, okay. There was Sexo was in the title. I don't remember. I 
first time Mike wants Santo versus the Raiders of Atlantis. Thank that you. That would be That's awesome. Yeah. Guillermo del Toro. You listen. The- <laughs> Get a pen. <laughs> Get a pen. <laughs> and all right, uh, Marsman. Yeah, dude. What do you think? Verdict. Uh, oh, I, we're still <laughs> doing that. Yeah, we are. Treat. All right. MZ, Mister Mister McSneezy over here. Yeah, really, huh? Nah, this was a lot of fun. This is a a blast. Still haven't seen a Santo film that sucks yet. This is a treat. Raven Shadow. I definitely caught some of the Batman uh, 66 reference, but yeah, yeah. for me, this is kind of like how I always I remember Power Man and Iron Fist from the comics, because they were always walking around in, in the yellow shirt, and Fist had his booties on in the green outfit. Yeah, yeah. Like, that was my milk. So uh, it was asked a few maybe months back, what do I like? And I was really stumped on that. Yeah. Um, I, I, now I really know what it is, and, and much like we said earlier. Luchadors doing real luchadors doing real things, walking around in street clothes, in cars, having lives, having adventures. It makes me happy. <laughs> and really, and we we need more happiness in Raven Shadow. Yeah, I got fucking problems. So really, <laughs> really, my dog and luchadors doing th- real things. <laughs> it's really fuck you, Trump. Uh, <laughs> treat. Oh, man. Maybe we should do uh, Trump or Treat from now on. Trump? Oh, man. Bob and Leo. <laughs> and, uh, and in the chat room. Uh, Trick or Trump, motherfucker. <laughs> no, because that means it's good if you say it uh, that way. Oh, yeah. Uh, in the chat room, our, our upcoming guest, Andrea, is hanging out. She says, bless oh, no. you. You sick, MZ? Oh, Great. yes. And now we are, so Thanks. stay on the line. Yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> it's like fucking podcasting with the stand. <laughs> Hey, at least I'm out here. At least I'm out here. What are you doing? You're you're hiding. Yeah, because I don't want to fucking get the your rat disease. Yeah, I'm sure that's exactly what it is. You're going to be rat man. The black plague. Damn, you guys are harsh. <laughs> the legacy virus. Hopefully she wasn't there during our political talk or our review. Look at that cape. What cape? Oh. <laughs> He's walking around. I would All right, Bill, Bill. What is what is your verdict, my friend? Yo, man, this movie was fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, um, it's absolutely a treat. Um, I think out of all the ones we've covered, I think this may this is up there with that vampire one as yeah. as, as my favorite. It just it's got so much to offer, man. It doesn't stop. Like every time you're like, oh shit, okay, that's you know I've had fun with this. It's gonna kind of lay off. It doesn't. It never lays off. And then you have that friggin' there's the scene at the end with all of the mummies where they're fighting. But yeah. there's like 50 mummies. Yeah. But at the beginning of the movie, there's only like Four. five dudes standing, standing on fucking apple crates. <laughs> and then all these other ones come out of the woodwork. And you're like, where did these guys come from? Bill, uh, are you referring to the uh, mummy one with the uh, the topless vampires or the vampires that we watch with the city Monty Croft monster in the cave and Frankenstein? And- no, not that one. Oh, man, that was the best. The, there's a scene in this where uh, uh, Satan is... In that hallway where all those other mummies are with, I think it was Blue Demon. That, yeah, it was with uh, Blue Demon and they step on like this little uh, 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 electrical charge that makes it a little explosion. And you could see in the background the rest of the mummies in the background just standing there waiting for their cue. <laughs> and just waiting for them to say action so they just come out and start attacking uh, Blue Demon and, and uh, Bascadas. Someday when I start a wrestling federation, even if it's just a one-off show, yeah. I'm going to dress somebody up like a, like some tall guy, you know, like Satan like in Satan. this movie. Yeah. 
See, the thing is, I, I don't like him as a mummy. I think, like, I think he had like the worst mask of them all. But I think he looked awesome a hundred years ago, <laughs> like in the in that scene, that flashback scene. Oh, that mask was awesome. The this devil, one here? The devil face. No, like the de- the devil face in the. Oh yeah, 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 um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, what you have to do is have that mask torn up, and then have El Hijo del Satan. El Hijo so that you can Satan. get the mask yeah, yeah, yeah. and the costume intact. Oh, I know who could play it. That 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 uh, the tall blonde guy from the Destruction Crew. Book it, Wolfie. All right, it's booked. Okay. I have to say, Mil Mascaras definitely brings the real estate up in this movie. It's it because we haven't seen too many with him, so it's awesome having him in here because just his. His outfits mm-hmm. are like that's a fucking new level, you know. With yeah, the, he's always wearing a cape, yep. he's always got a different mask on. Like he's really bringing his game, man. And yeah. a sweet ride. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know which one? And his doom buggy too. Yeah. It was Santo and El Tesero de Dracula. Michael Raven Shadow. <laughs> why, why are you talking over Bill? I'm sorry. We'll turn your mic right off. No one Shut else up. caught it, but I caught it. Oh, I, I don't know no, what you're talking I, about. I caught it. Yeah, we'll turn your mic right off. I caught it, too, because you're sneezing all over the fucking place. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. It's all right. I was saying the one we were talking about is Santo and El Tesero de Dracula. It's the one he creates a time machine, um, and then someone uses the time machine to go back to find Dracula's hidden treasure, and then he has to hunt him down because he kidnaps the women. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, I remember that. That's the one. Uh, Reverend Scott says, I'll play Satan. <laughs> well, that's a fucking movie. I'm sorry, Bill. Did you finish your verdict? I don't remember. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry. He was just saying fresh things when we have company coming. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. I, I missed I totally missed it. Yeah, you'll be you pissed when you show. Nice going. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love... We're at the scene now where someone just threw a rock in the window of the police. I love it. With a note. <laughs> Fucking, and they're not concerned. It's like, yeah. oh, it's yeah. Tuesday. Yeah, they just pick it up too. They don't like like dust it for fingerprints or like, <laughs> like with their hands. That's because Arena Mexico CSI there like it's not yeah. Yeah. picked up for another season. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> seventy-one I, instant I just, message. It was, a, it was a treat. Then I'm done with that. Bill, this is Guanajuato. You have to remember, they're not not the best police force there. I told you Guantanamera. It's my favorite uh, White Love song. <laughs> yes. All right, so for me, this is definitely a treat. It would be difficult for me to rate any Santo film as a trick just because there's enough in every single one that makes it worthwhile, and this is definitely no exception. Santo, Mill, and uh, Blue Demon chopping mummies for 10 minutes before realizing that it's not working, and they have to go get fire pistols? That right there is a fucking treat. I don't care what they did in the right. rest of the fucking movie. <laughs> that right there is a treat. Nice cut. And this one had more elements of horror than some of the previous ones we've seen. And I really like the inclusion of the Satan character and the legend of the Momies. I think just it just added a nice uh, kind of real world flavor to this. And I, it's really difficult to hold these films to the same standards we have for films that we review that come out now. So I'm not going to nitpick because we could do a lot of that. But I'll just say that this was a very, very fun watch, and I recommend this one. This may be even a, a good one for for people to start with. Like, if someone says, I've never seen a Santo movie, where should I start? I don't know if this is the quintessential, but this is definitely going to be towards the top 
of the list of ones that I recommend. Uh, uh, they watch one that has him in it for more than a dream sequence <laughs> in the last 20 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, much uh, of a Santo movie. It's, yeah. it's, it's more just a Lucha Libre it, kind of show. Exactly. And, and I, I sometimes and, and often sort of incorrectly call this genre of film yeah. El Santo films, right. even though it's really like a, yeah. you know, like a Lucha Libre film or Luchador. Sa- Santo, Demon, and Mascaras, I mean, they're pretty much interchangeable. That's not true. Whoa. I mean, in ter- I mean, in terms well, of Santa what they was... have to do, and, and you know, in terms of their of what they're doing in the movie, you know, I Blue oh, Demon has I, big I, lips I, and huge hands. Wait, I know yeah, what he's true. I know what he's saying. He's saying they basically play the same role, like they do the same sorts of things. Yeah, they're all the same. They're really all the same people. You are that's bigoted, sir. <laughs> what I, I want a fucking Justice League of Luchadors. Yeah, yeah Timbalis. Yeah. The guy's got the best fucking mask ever. Yeah. Yeah. That would be fucking awesome. Uh, Solidico, I think, is in, a, in, one, in Los Champions. In the, Los Champions, the Justice guys opens up with the opening credit scroll, all of them riding motorcycles through the streets of Mexico at night. <laughs> so I want, I want these three to be like the JSA, like Alan Scott, Jay Garrick, yeah, yeah. and Wildcat. Yeah. And they had the new breed. Get Lapaca in there. <laughs> be, no, not Lapaca. I mean, we're getting Lapaca. You, 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 you honestly haven't watched wrestling in a while, but Lapaca, Lapaca, all your favorite luchadors have become incredibly problematic <laughs> with, with the Le, Le, Le Federales. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so definitely a treat. It sounds like this one is a treat all the way around. Yeah. So this is definitely one. If you're, if you're on the fence, you don't know where to start, give this one a look. I don't know how readily available they are. I do believe that you can buy. I mean, I believe you can get them on DVD. Most of these were released on DVD at some point. Yeah, I need so. Shout Factory to put out like real good versions. Oh no, you know what? Somebody get Vinegar Syndrome on the phone. That's that's yeah. who should be putting these out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, does, absolutely. Did, we should make a call. Didn't El Ray buy all the El Santo I'll be films? There in a couple months. I'll, I'll, I'll let yeah, them put that bug in their ear, Bill. Yeah, yeah. Did did El Ray buy them all? I thought or they, they just get the rights to show them. Yeah, well, I know they got the right. They didn't buy the Shaw Brothers films. I know they got the right okay, too. Okay. What was that, Bill? They've got the streaming rights to them streaming. and the, the broadcast rights. Oh, okay. Good. Well, that let's get Robert Rodriguez on the fucking horn. Like I was that's that too. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, he you know, like if he has the broadcast rights, right. let's let's get because he's going got here, nothing man. better to do than to talk to us. Assholes. <laughs> <laughs> we can't even fucking bully our way through a conversation about the electoral college and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that is going to do it for our review of Las Momayas oh. de Guanajuato. Santo de Text. And uh, that's going to wind down the Wednesday Night Wars portion of this show. Oh, my God. I hope she didn't hear my, uh, my Dos Ocho Days Later joke. <laughs> that might be the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> Is Bill staying? Please say it. Let make Bill stay. <laughs> Bill's gonna go. I want to. Bill, you gotta hold my hand. Bill, I'll tell you something. I think you'll understand. Bill, that's something. Stop it. You gotta Stop hold it. my hand. <laughs> uh, Reverend Scott says this one is on YouTube, but it's not subtitled. Oh. Well, it, you know what? It's not really important. No. <laughs> to know what's going on. Vamos, vamos is the international language for a run. A Mexican wrestler, masked Mexican wrestler in a leisure suit, oh, pretty much speaks on oh, every, oh, look, every that shadow, language. That shadow. It looks suspicious. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you need the subtitles. Yeah, yeah. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> By the way, shadow. You couldn't get away with that in 2016. That's definitely shadow profiling. <laughs> ah, there you go, uh, nice. thing is. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, Bill, why don't you go ahead and tell folks about Outside the Cinema? I know, I know they should be listening to it already, but just They're in case listening. there's you know, nice. one or two people out there that's not listening. Oh, there's a bunch that don't listen. Sons of bitches. Yeah, they're they're awful. But hey, if you like <laughs> cult movies, uh, that's what we do uh, for over or almost nine years now. Four hundred and fifty nine wow. straight weeks, we released yep. an episode of some sort. Uh, yeah, it's a it, we're general cult movies over at Outside the Cinema. So a little horror, a little exploitation, a little art house, a little of this, a little of that. We do it all. So just go to outsidethecinema dot com or look us up on you know Stitcher, iTunes, all those places. Yeah. And, Bill, why don't you talk about the documentary you're making, Survival of the Film Freaks? Oh, yes, Survival. Yeah, man, a lot of stuff has happened yeah. since the last time we talked. Unfortunately, I can't, I can't really talk about most of it. But, um, yeah, we've been filming now. for. We started filming in September. We've had a, a number of, uh, number of um, interviews in the can. Uh, a, few, a few big names, a few smaller names. We got, we're trying to get a nice mix of people. Uh, to talk to it's uh, called Survival of the Film Freaks. We're looking to release probably uh, next fall, I think. Um, but it's a documentary on that's like fifty percent love letter to cult films and fifty percent uh, kind of the technology and how people get them and find them these days. Because you know, there's no drive-ins anymore. There's no grindhouse mm-hmm. theaters, and you know, the internet is basically taking over the way that we watch movies. So uh, we look at the business side of it in a fun in a fun way. It's not a real. It's not like a a, a wordy library like textbook type deal but um we look at the you know like how you know downloading effects called movies how you know good and bad and mm-hmm. we you know, talk about torrenting and we talk about all that stuff in there too with with names you'll know and names that you will know and then names you may never hear again so <laughs> like dynamo mars and yeah. uh, johnny wolf <laughs> this could be a banner year for me i might end up on the cutting room floor of two films <laughs> three if they cut me out of the deadites movie <laughs> Did you imagine they cut you out of your own movie? I imagine. I think about it every day. I'm just going to save the part where you go, fucking outrageous, and that's it. <laughs> Do I say that? I fucking know. outrageous. I think, yes. that's a, I think that's in the, Scott on the show. It. Yeah, Scott uses it. That, that doesn't mean that I can't put that in the movie. No, just, you should just dub over, like, dub you saying some odd things over my voice. Please. <laughs> and, Bill, be- before we go, we got a comment for you in the chat room. Uh, Drive Jack and Mark. Our buddy from Australia says, can I thank Bill for introducing me to Road to Revenge before he goes? Oh, absolutely, man. Road to Revenge is the best. The shimmy shimmy sh- slide is the, <laughs> is, the, is the greatest dance ever. Yes. <laughs> we've, we've managed to have as guests tonight, uh, well, well, so far, was, uh, Andrea might not show up, but two, <laughs> she two, is listening, so. two very different, but two uh, very awesome uh, and two, in my opinion, quintessential uh podcast if you were a fan of horror and exploitation so definitely check out outside the cinema i've said it a million times it's one of the things that got me into podcasting um and it's also you know hosted by my brother and my dad so definitely check it out (laughs) that's creepy yeah well it is (laughs) what's even creepy is my dad is only like eight days older than me or something like that it's a family affair (laughs) (laughs) and now reverend scott says bill is putting me in the credits for survival of the film freak so that's the only update you really need Scott's not doesn't need to be in the credits because he's popular on Twitter. So, <laughs> and he also says, uh, Reverend Scott says, "Fucking outrageous" is yep. my favorite Mars clip. More people yep. follow Scott on Twitter than will see my movie. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, that, not, and that's I'm not even joking. <laughs> I, I hope Scott gets famous so we could put like he put is? him at, like he'll be the whole trailer for the Deadites movie. 
<laughs> It'd be like featuring Twitter sensation Reverend Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Reverend Scott is famous. He's famous. He's more famous than all of us combined. He's my fave ass. Oh, I love. I really. He is a handsome he, guy. He really honest. is a handsome guy. Yeah. And he's he's an amazing dude. It is. You too. guys need to stop with all this nice stuff you're saying about him. Why? Because it gives him an ego. <laughs> you know, it also gives him something nice to put in Reverend Scott clips and not <laughs> dumb things that we said. So. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and uh, Andrea says, "I wouldn't stand you guys up." Do it, Andrea. Do it. There's, there's <laughs> still time. There's, yeah, still time. there's still time. So watch your time. mouth. Yeah. Now. Yeah. I, I have t- I have two reasons at the end of the table that you probably would stand us up. Hey, <laughs> one's got his mic off. <laughs> Do you oh, know how to use it? Out loud. You, you, you just, just knock your crap off. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you just knock it off for yeah. two seconds? <laughs> well, okay, whatever. Don't, Uncle Rich, you seem so angry. I know. Jesus. Well, you I gotta always fucking... listen to Kessel Gray Balls over here about what about stuff that. That 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 the Raven Shadow and myself might say. Yeah. Uh, he's so concerned. Uh, he's so concerned. Stop oh. being concerned. We really oh. are concerned. <laughs> Scott wow. says like I'm Thanksgiving nap uh, anger. Yeah. <laughs> like you just woke up in the middle of Thanksgiving in the middle of the football game after dinner and you're like, you know what? Fuck everybody. <laughs> it's bad. Shut the kids up. <laughs> I always hated your mother. <laughs> Go Brady. <laughs> it's my house. It's great. Scott says, I miss you guys already. It's true. Oh. <laughs> All right, Bill by Force. We kept you long enough, my friend. Thanks, guys. I always, it's always a good time. Yeah, I love you, we, man. We love you, man. Yeah, definitely. And uh, we'll uh, hopefully... We should start working on watching WrestleMania together. Yeah, at, at least one of them or something. Yeah. yeah. We should do try it. to figure something out. Do it. Do it. All right, Bill by Force. Everyone go check out Outside the Cinema. It is... Uh, it's... Pretty much, like I would say, between all of us, is definitely one of our favorite podcasts. So yeah, you without guys, a doubt, man. Yeah, and it's uh, you guys, you guys, you know, inspired us early on. So, <laughs> despite the fact that they are completely indifferent to my voicemails most of the time, they're like, they're like yeah, here's Miles. Here I'm talking about something else. While I'm surprised this wasn't addressed to El Goro this yeah. week. <laughs> yeah, seriously, it's like, hey, El Goro, it's all fucking this guy again. <laughs> <laughs> that's really, that's really. I only fucking, did that twice. That's. Only twice. Yeah, well, it's, so I send all my feedback on the same night. And it's not like I didn't send him feedback. I just sent him everybody else's as well. Oh, Reverend Scott's got a good idea. He what? says, I want to hear you guys do a commentary on a WrestleMania or something. Oh, yeah. Do you have 13 hours? <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad, Bill. Maybe we should figure, figure something out. Definitely, man. I, get the, I can set it all up here. No problem. Yeah. Figure, figure something out. Might be fun. So, all right, right, we're going to cut to a break, and then uh, we'll be back just to shoot the shit for a bit before we connect up with Andrea. But Bill by Force, thanks, man. We love hanging out with you, and we'll definitely catch up with you soon, bud. Bombaleo. (laughs) Bombaleo. See you guys later. Do you love a scary story? Do you love to dance? The big scary monster haunts at midnight is a collection of dark songs about sex.
I'm Mike Allred. For the gidgiest listening experience, you gotta check out Trick or Treat Radio. What's up, y'all? It's me, the Yeti. Telling all the ladies that they couldn't be more fine and that we should knock those boots like Frankenstein. When I want to get my nerd on, I go to Facebook, and I go to the Trick or Treat Radio Facebook group. That's the place where I get to talk about all the hip new horror movies, all the cool comics, what comics, RPGs, video games, you name it, we're talking about shit on there. You could not be any cooler if you were the coolest kid in school. Be the first kid on your block. To swing that cock over at the Trick or Treat Radio Facebook group. Just go to Facebook, search for Trick or Treat Radio, ask to join, and it's like Nerd Nevada, baby, without the shotgun blast. This is the Yeti, signing out. See you at the Trick or Treat Radio Facebook group. Follow us on Twitter, at the Dillards, thedillards.com, uh, I'm Kevin. And I'm Rick. And we're your hosts of the Radio Violenta Podcast. Join us as we drink and stumble our way through Italian occult cinema. Follow us on Facebook. And subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. On Trick or Treat Radio. Hey. MZ is dying. I am. I do respect that you're here, though, Montezero. Yeah, give you props, well, man. I'd shake your mo- hand, but I don't like want to touch you. Most people, like, like yes, I'm going to do a podcast. I'm going to show up every week. And it's like, I have the sniffles. <laughs> well, no, well, see, the thing is this. I mean, I mean, I would show up anyway, but here's the deal. You've set the level. You've, you've set the bar so high, Dynamo, on whether... On, on whether if you're sick or not, you should be here. I mean, I don't so want to pressure. So I don't want to pressure you or anything. That's just a personal. No, but I mean, you, you, you see where I'm coming from, though, don't don't you? Yeah, I, unless you're insulting me somehow. No, 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 like, no, no, no. I'm not insulting you at all. I mean, I, have a, no. I definitely have a hole in my foot right Believe now. Believe me, I'm a, well, I don't know anything about the hole in your foot. <laughs> I think I got I it from you got kicking you in, in the ass. I know you got a hole in your head. No, like I don't know, like I like. Uh, there's been a couple times I thought of. I mean, even last week before I came, or the week before, I was on like an antibiotic IV, yeah. and it was just a matter of like, well, I'm gonna go home, I'm gonna rest, and maybe do it from Skype for a while. And I was like, you know what? Like, I don't know. If I'm gonna sit on the couch, I can sit here. You know, 
and, and then I get here, and the red light goes on, the proverbial red light, and it's it's just go. It's easy. Johnny Wolfenstein makes it easy. So you guys you, just sit in front of a mic. That's all you got to do. You two, you, I mean, you two make it easy to yeah, a degree. Yeah, sit, but sitting in front of a mic is one thing. Sitting on in front of a mic in front of a camera is another thing. Well, that, in which, in which, <laughs> that I you, don't do. In yeah, which yeah. you, you know. Because I'm ugly. No one wants to see Sid Haig's ugly Everyone fat brother. Everyone wants to see you. They don't. Everyone. They, they say, ask they about say that. They say that, and then they're like, uh, yeah, good. You're no. a disembodied voice to these people. That's come on Skype. It's not my fault. Bill was on Skype. Nobody gave him a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> My Skype connection is shorter than it is. Shorter. Uh, wow. Right now, we are listening to 13-Year-Old Bastards Showdown at the Midnight Mists, yep. which is featured prominently on the 20th Century Bastard CD, a compilation of... So, 1995 or 6 or so to th- 2016? How many years is that? It's a lot. It is, uh, yeah, 21 years. Dos ocho. Did you say 95? Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's years. when we recorded uh, the Espresso Bar thing. So... That sounds about right. Yeah. So Dos Ocho. 28 years later. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, that's a pretty good collection of music there. I, I, th- I hope everybody uh, checks it out when it hits. Uh, you will you will enjoy it. Uh, just Oily ask. Maniac says, I want to see Sexy Dynamo. Well, you'll have to go back to 1996. <laughs> 20, a, full, a full head of Robert Smith hair ago and, a, and a, <laughs> no beard. Oh. Grease Jacket Beck wants to see you, too. Boy, I'm not going. Come on. She, she obviously has no taste. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. You can't say that about her. Yeah, no. She likes Gollum <laughs> down at the other end of the table there. <laughs> well, she wants one ring to lead them all. <laughs> one smoke ring to lead them all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a... Uh, I don't know. Just, look, just go back and look, look at some of my old band pictures and stuff. That's good. Now I look like a friggin' mess. It's bad. I, I often say I used to look like I could be in Depeche Mode. Now I look like I could like walk up on stage with Clutch and nobody would know I didn't belong. Now there. you look like Piala mode. <laughs> <laughs> That's mean. <laughs> That's very, very mean. Jerk. Hey, I gotta be me. Yeah. So yeah, we've listened to the whole song 13 New Bastards in the background now, which is unique. Watson's, uh, Michael Raven Shadow just barrel rolled into the <laughs> I'm not sure what that fucking was. Uh, I was just saying nice things about you, Michael Raven Shadow, and you missed it. Yeah. Well, have to, you might want to forward through this part. So yeah, it's bad. I look worse than ever, guys. I do have a nice Evil Streak shirt on, though, so uh, go track down the Evil Streaks on the uh, internet. A very good band. Yeah. Very good looking band, too. Agreed. Yeah. I just want to share that during the break, I uh, ran from the porch of the studio to my car, uh-huh. and I pretended I was Mil Mascaris on another <laughs> whirlwind adventure. <laughs> Where you were in a cape. In my head. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you were wearing a mask. Hey. <laughs> oh, man. I wish you were fucking... Spray some fucking axe or something. Yeah, Jesus that's really Christ. bad. No, it's better. Fucking sneezing all over the studio for <laughs> the last hour and a half. You'd be the light. You'd be the super. What would be even me? Your weight class? Bombaleo class? No, no. no. It'd be like uh, super featherweight. Yeah, super fe- super duper featherweight. Super light featherweight. <laughs> the only other people in your class in your weight class would be like small children. Yeah. <laughs> penguin. Yeah, penguin. Yeah. I'd fight Kate, penguin. Kate Moss. You'd, yeah. you'd no be, Moss. <laughs> be, no no Moss. Moss, Kate. So Johnny Depp said, "Oh, jeez, they had they had problems." 
Well, I wasn't. I didn't do it. All right. You know what? This is a good opportunity. We have a couple minutes before we connect up with Andrea, and we heard uh, we heard from our buddy Josh from the Arkham Film Society, hey. and he had some thoughts about the movie that we reviewed. So why don't we check out and see what Josh has to say? Hey, Trick or Treat Radio guys, it's Josh from the Arkham Film Society here. So, uh, very excited to see that this week you guys are covering the mummies of Guanajuato. Um, I'm actually just going to come right out and say it. Not only is this my favorite Santo film, this oh. is just my favorite uh, Lucha Libre film in general. Mm. Uh, I love the mummies. I love the look of the mummies. I love the mummy fighting action. Yes. I love the uh, sports cars. Uh, I love the combination of Santo, uh, Blue Demon, and Mil Mascaris. I love the flamethrowing pistols. <laughs> um, I love the setting. Just all around, this is a ridiculously fun and super like enjoyable film. Yeah. Especially with an audience. I did screen it once. It went over like gangbusters. Oh, man. That would have been um, nice. So, yeah, this is obviously a treat. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is obviously a very high recommend. Even if you've only ever felt kind of like... Uh, tepid about checking out the Lucha Libre films. Uh, I think this is one of the ones that's a good entry point because you get multiple wrestlers yep. and you you get a good kind of monster story along with it. Um, I'm going to say like this, this to me is right up there. It's number one with number two probably being uh, Santo and the Blue Demon versus the Monsters. Yes. That wow. one is just super goofy and fun. I love that one. But um, also, um, this apparently was a pretty big hit, and I have yet to track them down and see them, but there are other Mummies of Guanajuato films. Yes, yeah. Um, not to be confused with the Aztec Mummy films. I love those But I think movies. there is a Castle of Guanajuato, which is also about the mummies, and another one. I don't know if those ones actually have... Santo or Blue Demon or anybody in them, or if they're just about these, you know, living dead mummies terrorizing the village. But um, now that I'm reminded, I'll have to look more into it. If there's no Santo, it's a mummy so, apocalypse. I, know. <laughs> I hope you guys have a good one. Uh, I know this is a little late, but I figure I'm probably getting it in yeah, just in time. It's around yeah. 10. Um, so again, Mummies of Guanajuato, huge treat. Huge recommend. Everybody should check this film out. It's just tons of fun. You guys have a good one. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks, Josh. Awesome, man. I had no idea he loved it that much. Yeah, without fucking Santo and Blue Demon and those guys, like, who would stop the mummies? Unless they had the guns from Atlantis. Well, I think... uh, I always... I never know how to say his name. Tiana... uh, Timbalus. It's not... It's Tin... Tin... Tinablaze? Timbalus. Anyways, there's a robbery of the mummies of Guanajuato, and there's also the castle of mummies of Guanajuato. Those the, are and those are Santo films, or no? No, I don't. No. I don't think Santo's in either one of them. But let me just double check real quick. The robbery, no, okay. The robbery does have Santo. It has uh, Mil Mascaras, Blue Angel, and El Rayo de Jalisco. Okay, I guess it's, it, Santo's not billed, but he's on the poster. Oh, you know what? It's it's a double. It, <laughs> the poster's for a two pack, a DVD two pack. That's why. Oh. 
So yeah, I know it doesn't. Uh, Mil Mascaris looks like the star. Blue Angel and El Rayo de Jalisco. So I got uh, you an action figure of that guy. You didn't did, I? yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, he's, he's in Los Champions of Justice too. I yes, think. yes. And uh, let me take That's a look. The only reason why I know that guy is because I got him for you. Yeah, for, for Christmas a bunch of years ago. That's right. The Castle of Mummies of Guanajuato. Let's see who's in this. This was filmed one year later, and this has Super Zan. I'm, I don't even think I'm familiar with Super Zan. Uh, Blue Angel, uh, Tina Blaze. T- I, I, I want someone to tell me how to say it. I think it's right. Timbalas. But it's, it's not. Timbalas. No, you. no, it's not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fucking do translate right now. You think that that thing's going to know how to say Timbalas? Yes. No. It's Tina Blaze is like what it looks like. It's Timbalas. It's not Timbalas. <laughs> <laughs> Here, let's see. Tinieblas. Told you. Tinieblas. Tinieblas. That's, yeah, no, that's in... Tinieblas. There you go. In Not Ch- Timbalas. In Shrewsbury, that's Timbalas. Tinieblas. <laughs> when he right. swings into the armory to fight mummies, that's Timbalas. Timbalas. Yeah. Yeah, Justin Timbalas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to take a second here, because I think we're going to be on time for, for once here. Marsman, if, uh, if you could... Why don't you talk a little bit about the Faculty of Horror while I uh, go connect up with Andrew? I can't. I can't. Come on. No, all right. So, yeah. No, uh, so, I don't remember how I found out about the Faculty of Horror, but, like, it was within a couple episodes of the first episode. Uh, it might have been our dear, dear friend El Goro that hit me to it. And I was an instant fan of its fun, uh, but epidemic. Ap- See, this is why you don't let me fucking talk. Ap- Academic. apple demic. Academic. <laughs> That's what happens if the fucking apples Apple-demic of Guatemala gene. run amok. Uh, I can't even talk. Uh, but yeah, so it, it, it's a real, real, real great podcast. Um, the, it is monthly, which uh, at first I thought that I wouldn't enjoy, but I do like it because it's a podcast that I get to go back and uh, kind of dig- digest over multiple yeah. listens. It's one of those ones I think that you can listen to a couple different times and get something a little bit different out of. Like I, I actually went back and listened to the they did uh, the Babadook and Goodnight Mommy for for an episode, which obviously we reviewed both films, and it was really interesting to go back and listen to that again, and you know from a, a completely different perspective, and it's, it's super smart and just hearing them talk about it, things that I don't even think about when I watch movies, you know, we don't, we never consider ourselves critics. We're just a, a, a bunch of assholes talking about movies that we like. And I think assholes is too high praise, <laughs> but they are almost academic. I think you use that word dynamo in, yeah, in, I tried in, in the way that they discuss them. It's really, it's really, but awesome not pretentious. Hear. And I think that's the important thing. I'm, I, I have a very low tolerance for pretension and, um, uh, you know, like I, I I enjoy how they like it's almost like good teachers, right? Like they're able to uh deliver the knowledge in a in a fun palatable way. Uh and uh, Alex and Andrea um put on a great show if you've never listened to the Faculty of Horror. Um I highly highly recommend uh checking it out and as soon as I heard it I showed Wolfie and like um you know, they were added to the list of people that we need to get on the show. Yep. Um, unfortunately, uh, we are terrible correspondents and terrible facilitators. So um, it took until now to uh, 
get one of those amazing film critics onto our uh, subpar show. So uh, I won't do an introduction right now because uh, I'm not sure what's going on at the other, underneath the table right now. Yep, I'm just connecting up with right now. Ge- with the wheels of steel are that Wolfie goes. <laughs> Hello. Hi there. Hello, Andrea. Tinia Blast. <laughs> <laughs> Tinia Blast. <laughs> it's not uh, Timbalist Dynamo. <laughs> I, I stand by Timbalist. You're thinking Timbalins. Yeah, no, that will be my hill yeah. to the boots, right? <laughs> to the boots, right. Yeah, the hip-hop artist. So we are now joined by Andrea Subasati, who is one of the co-hosts of Faculty of Horror, which we were just, just discussing. Also, Lady Hellbat does film reviews on YouTube, and she's also a writer for Remorgue. So welcome, Andrea. Oh, thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks for taking time to join a bunch of assholes like us, like we were talking it's about. It's my pleasure. This is, such, <laughs> this is such a wild format. This is my first time checking out a live podcast with this chat room on the thing here, and it really does feel like I'm hanging out with you guys. Awesome. It's like we're all chilling. It's great. Awesome. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's kind of by accident, but it, it ends up working out really well that, you know, we, we don't feel we're, we're all that you know qualified to be doing this we just it's just something we like to do and and if people want to join in and and you know play along at home then then yeah. all the better and and we this, have fun doing it this isn't even our gear we just showed up here and it was all on <laughs> <laughs> we have a loose power we're effed <laughs> well we do have a ups it'll keep the power on That's for like 45 minutes so we're all good <laughs> so andrea first off why don't we go ahead and uh I guess talk to the folks a little bit about the Faculty of Horror because that's our first introduction to you, and obviously we're gonna get into a little bit more of your work and just have some, just have a discussion. Just like you said, we just want to hang out and just shoot the shit. Yeah, man, sounds good. Um, so we started the Faculty of Horror in December of 2012, and I had made friends with Alex, and we would go out for drinks, and we would just start riffing on horror movies, and you know. You know when someone gets you? You know when you just look oh, into yeah. each other's eyes and it's like, dun, dun, dun. And so <laughs> you're hanging out and talking about horror movies. And she said, fuck it, we should start a podcast. And I said, I have no idea how to do that. Let's do it. Let's do it tomorrow. And uh, I had this rock band mic, this USB rock band mic. Oh, yeah. Well, we can record on this. And I actually busted it out to record right now. Wow. So, yeah, this is OG Faculty of Horror Equipment, DIY Steez, and uh, I, I made myself a little stand for it with a uh, a wire coat hanger. Actually, so how's that for neo feminist commentary? This is like a, a crazy art piece with this phallus pointed at my mouth and a coat hanger. E cig right there. Wow. And, yeah, it's it's wild. There needs to be a picture of this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I offered video Skype, but you said no, so I'm in my pajamas and I'm pulling a dynamo. Way to go, Johnny. Good fucking call. I'm dressed. Hold on. That's not me. That's Monster's, that's Monster's slippers over there. Well, she's combined. She's yeah. she's wearing PJs and off camera like you. Yeah, it's like yeah. ass slippers. Yeah, and to, yeah. To, till a few minutes ago, I even had a nice button-down shirt on. Sweat what happened to it? Huh? It got really hot in here. I don't know if it's just because I'm fat <laughs> or old. It got really hot. I'm sweating like I'm playing sports. <laughs> As we found out last thing, though, that that makes me innocent of crime because sportsmen don't do crime. <laughs> <laughs> well, not luchadors, anyway. It's true. Yeah. So, so for people out there who have not checked out Faculty Bar, highly recommend it. And I guess, I don't know if this is a little weird asking you, if, if, if you don't want to answer it, I suppose we could, but is there an episode that you recommend people start? Is there one that you Uh-oh. have, like a favorite or Did something? I just lose you? No. We can still hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed some of that question. Can you repeat it? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's good. 
Absolutely. So we were just wondering, is, is there a specific episode that you like to like to direct people to if they have not heard Faculty of Horror before? Do you just want them to start at the beginning or do you have an episode that you find is one of your favorites? Oh, man, I cringe at that first episode. I yeah. crack up. Actually, Alex and I both laugh at it because we're like, hi, I'm Andrea Subasati and I'm a sociologist, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and she says, I'm Alex West and I'm a writer and I'm this and that. And I have my very own blog. And like now we've both been published in numerous yeah. books. And so that just slays us. Um, <laughs> I feel like we really got our stride with episode the episode on Jennifer's body. Uh, I think that might have been episode three, which is where we kind of really got into the textual analysis. It's when we kind of started embracing the fact that we were a feminist podcast. We were actually worried about dropping that F-bomb prior to that for fear of alienating our listeners. And that was ridiculous in retrospect. Um, I think my favorite episode has to be the one on menstruation, simply because it's an episode on (laughs) menstruation. And when we put it out, I was like, People are going to hate this. This is gross. No one is going to listen to our show. We're going to lose all of our subscribers. But it was edgy. It was unique. And people got into it. So so give that one a shot. If uh, if, if you can get through that, then, then you're one of us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> can I add a favorite real quick? Yeah, go for it. I really liked yeah, uh, I, episode 25. I thought they'd be stars. Um because uh, that uh, that film is a big point of contention on this podcast, um, and you could also tell, like uh, you know, the the level of fandom that you guys uh, had was was very hard to f- to hide. Um, it just seemed like a real good time. Thank you. It was a really good time. It, it's nice when we agree, but even when we don't agree on the movie, like good stuff comes out. I, I don't know if you could tell in the Baba Duke episode that you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Alex doesn't quite like that. Yeah. Sh- movie and drove me kind of crazy but we we were still able to tackle it and uh, we have opposing views on movies all the time but it just makes for interesting discussion absolutely and and that that's just the funny thing is we reviewed Babadook and obviously we're all dudes I don't think any of us fucking got it when we reviewed it we we took it at face value for the most part and then we had our good friend Myra the the singer one of the singers of the Deadites had to call in and tell us we were all dumb she also is a singer of the Evil Streaks which Which is way better than the Deadites (laughs) and so she basically laid like fucking laid it down for us dropped some science and we were like holy shit (laughs) like this movie is totally different than we had imagined and I, you know, it makes you kind of feel like a dummy for having, wa- you know, watch it and kind of taken it at face value. But that's one of the things that I really love about what you guys do is you after like after we've seen a movie or after I've heard other people talk about it and then I'll see you guys review it. And I'll be, I won't think like, oh, I've heard a bunch of people talk about this. I'll go and see, OK, what can I learn about this film that I didn't know existed or or didn't look at it in that way? And. That's one of the things I think you guys do differently than than a lot of other shows. There's, you know, you review a lot of the same films that a lot of other podcasts do, but you do this deep dive and you really kind of tear them apart. And I especially like the feminist bent about how because you guys have a different perspective than we do. It's it's almost opposing views. It's you know to a point, and it's really interesting to hear that. I think. Cool. That's awesome. So, and, and aside from that one, I would say. What was the other one I had? Um, that's uh, in the order we mentioned them, by the way. That's uh, episode 10, uh, Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon. Episode 25, I Thought They'd Be Stars. And uh, episode 36, Mommy Dearest, Babadook, and Goodnight Mommy. 
And then also, MZ, I don't know if you've listened to this one, but the, you guys did Battle Royal, didn't you? We did. Yeah. We did that last fall. That was great. Ooh, I'll have to check that yeah, one out. MZ is his favorite movie, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's my all-time favorite movie. Yeah, I, I love Cool. Battle have you read Royale. the book? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Read the book. Fantastic. Got the movies. Everything. Has it tattooed on his big giant ham hock of a leg. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah. And uh, another episode that I that, that it was uh, really good. I mean, I haven't listened to the Battle Royale one, but the uh, one episode that I did listen to that I really was interested in was uh, Kill His Kiss. Mm. Episode 24, Potty ah. Pool. And I'm... Yeah, uh, ask these guys. I am like yeah. ravenous over over uh, Pony Pool. It's I, true. It, fantastic yeah. flick. When we're trying to think yeah, of a, it's a special one. Yeah, absolutely. We were trying to think of topics of you know what we kind of wanted to talk about. My first thought was Canadian cinema, and and that was one of the top ones in my mind. And you know, but I figured we'd do something a little bit you know more kind of what you do. So Bob Clark. Bob Clark. Yes. <laughs> Who said I'd do Bob Clark? No. <laughs> yeah, Mars, you're the one. Yeah, yeah. we worried yeah. about us. <laughs> you worried about these guys. That's why I'm behind uh, the monitors. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys, and you guys release monthly, and I think that it's very justified. I know people probably like, why don't you guys release it more? But when you listen to an episode, it's pretty dense. You know, you guys do hour, hour and a half, and it's pretty dense and packed with a lot of information. So... You guys definitely do your research. You watch the films potentially multiple times, it sounds like. Yeah, if we can, if we yeah. can squeeze it in for sure. Because like you said, you know, the first watching is always kind of the face value. And then uh, and then things stick, things stick in my brain, they stick in my craw. And then I keep thinking about them and I watch it again. And that, that reading is kind of informed and it kind of snowballs. Yeah, absolutely. So... Very cool. For anyone out there who has not checked it out yet, go listen to The Faculty of Horror. You guys cover all sorts of movies, so there's probably something that you're going to dig. You know, you can dig right into that if you don't if you don't want to listen to all of them to start, but you know, definitely check it out because it's a great show. And also, Andrew, you oh, thank do Thank you so much. Yeah, you got it. And also you do uh The Bat Cave on YouTube. You you do these YouTube reviews. I do. That that, that that's new. Actually, I guess it's been about a year now. God, that's wild. (laughs) And I've... So, was this just sort of a natural progression? Were you thinking like, hey, uh, you know, we already do the Faculty of Horror. How else can I sort of get my voice out there? Well, yeah, the Faculty of Horror has been so rewarding in terms of the community that we tapped into. I mean, we made fast friends with El Goro, as you mentioned before, Mm -hmm. and you guys, and pseudopod and no sleep like you know there's there's a network and then there's a community of listeners and um my partner is very well versed in youtube he loves youtube he loves youtubers he knows who the famous ones are and we watched a documentary on youtube together and i thought geez there's a whole culture and community that i know nothing about and so i just kind of wanted to dip my toe in and see where it went i was nervous um it's it's kind of scary just to be a chick on camera. I'm like, oh, they're going to tear me apart, yeah. what I'm wearing and what I look like and stuff. And the trolls are going to come out and rip me to shreds if I dare talk about feminism. But mm-hmm. but it hasn't been like that at all. It's uh, It's been lovely. It's it's a different beast. I um, I find it a lot more challenging to 
kind of speak off the cuff, kind of like the way I'm doing it now. Mm-hmm. So the faculty of horror were heavily edited. Right. <laughs> and uh, I can say whatever I want in the recording studio because <laughs> I'm the one who edits it. So I can make sure that I don't sound like an asshole. Right. Alex, sometimes I let her sound like an asshole a little bit. It makes me look good. <laughs> I, I love when you guys, I, I, you do them annually. You release like, I think it's the end of end of the year episode and you you do some outtakes and stuff like that. And I, I think those are a lot of fun. They are so funny. Yeah. They kill me. <laughs> so there is, uh, you know, that must be kind of a different experience then. You're doing sort of more off the cuff, just doing, you know, kind of stream of consciousness reviews. And do you feel that that's helped you as as a critic? Has is, is it helped you to kind of think about your thoughts and put them in and form them in a, you know, in a coherent fashion, in a faster manner? <laughs> Uh, which just, I can't do right as now. you just did yeah. so beautifully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it helps for sure. It helps to be able to kind of switch that off and on. And, um, you know, all the tips and tricks that we try to employ with the podcast and not to say I think and I feel all the time and just yeah. make declarative statements, just that kind of feminist vocal fry. It's a good exercise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, what's the what is the channel on YouTube so people can go and subscribe to that? Oh boy. I don't think I have a nice vanity URL, but if you look up the Batcave Horror Show, mm-hmm. it should come up. It's, it's the one that's not about Batman. <laughs> Raven Shadow, we're sorry, sorry Shadow. <laughs> Raven Shadow, are you disappointed with that? Not it's even, not about Batman? Not even for a minute. <laughs> you said that you, so deeply. Yeah, he was so trying to do Batman. He just sounded lecherous. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. not even for a minute. Yeah. That's better. Angry. Yeah, well, that's Christian Bale. That's yeah. not me. That was, that was Batman. Yeah. What are you channeling? Yeah, there? your Batman yeah. voice sounds like you wouldn't be allowed near schools or parks. <laughs> Neither is Batman. Yeah. It's during the daytime. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Jesus. Your Batman should be on post office walls. That's what it should be. <laughs> no, I think there's enough shows about Batman. I think a nice perspective is what's needed <laughs> in the current climate. Yeah. <laughs> and in the past climate. Can we hang up on him? <laughs> and in I, could turn climates. His, I could turn his mic off. Why? Don't, don't do that. No. Thank I won't. you. <laughs> I want a card, Jamander. You've been spared. He will, <laughs> you get one. A- Andrea, Andrea, Wolfie rules this place with an iron fist. We're not allowed to say, say anything. Please help. And if, and if we screw up in any way, shape, or form, he's going to ma- shut our mics off. He makes us come here. The outside, the outside window to the studio looks like the Pontypool cover. <laughs> it's like, help us, help us backwards, because we couldn't suss out how to do it so people could read it. He just Which, choke slams you through the table. Yeah. Oh, she oh. got a wrestling reference uh, now. Call back yeah. to the... I'm trying. I'm yeah. trying. I don't watch wrestling anymore. I watch UFC now. Oh, but um, funny story. I was at a I was at a convention. I was a guest on a panel about podcasting, and another guest mentioned Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, oh, here's my opportunity to be adorable and precious, and I go woo. And I look out into the audience, and nobody gets it. Nobody picks up on it. Nobody oh, come no, on. just didn't lay. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. That's the worst. When you you know Whoa. you think like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna zing one in here. This is gonna be it, and then no one fucking gets it. Yeah, I have I have 200 yeah. plus episodes of that. <laughs> That's why I'm behind the monitors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and then also you do some writing for Room Org. So why don't you talk a little bit about your writing there? Okay, Room Org. How did I get started with Room Org? Well, um, 
I started up a horror lecture series in Toronto with a fellow named Paul Korup, who is a columnist for Rumorg magazine, and uh, we had him on the Faculty of Horror. He was actually on our uh, episode on Rabid, David Cronenberg's Rabid, and he's he's really the expert on Canadian horror. But anyway, uh, so we started this series where people would we would have a guest come in and just talk for a couple of hours about. A given topic in horror. We had lectures on dolls in horror and horror poster art and cults in horror, what have you. And so he was writing for Rumorg, so he kind of helped uh, grease the wheels a little bit mm. because I was coming from academia and journalistic writing is a really different beast and uh, it's kind of a completely different skill set. And it took a long time for me to kind of get the hang of the tone. And so, yeah, I started writing for them, and then I started copy editing at some point, and I just worked so damn hard that they couldn't not hire me. I just <laughs> wormed my way in there. It's not the kind of place that you just come and drop a resume. So, uh, right. so I made my way in, and I've been full-time there for, I guess it's about two years. Awesome. Yeah, that, that's amazing. And yeah. We we don't know who to thank. We, we think maybe you or Alex may have had a hand, but we ended up being uh, listed with you guys in the top 25 horror podcasts in the October issue, which was quite an honor and a surprise because one of our listeners told us about a month after it had dropped, I think. Because <laughs> I never miss a rumor, but the way I get my funny books, I, I get them a month. Like, I get them after they've all come out, yeah, and yeah. then I get them shipped to me, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I actually, I think I just got that issue in the mail last week. Okay. So, um, obviously like a, you know, like a, like a proud 12 year old boy, <laughs> I ran out and got it. Like as soon as he told us, I was like, yeah, room morgue, that's pretty cool. And then ran out, out of the house and pretty much saw all the trick or treat radio people there. Like at the, yeah, you know, everybody was aloof. We were like, oh yeah, room morgue, that's cool. And then we're all at the local newsstand like, oh, what are you doing here? <laughs> Buying books. Yeah, I yeah. Know. Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't know Sports Illustrated came out I today. I remember Rumorg reviewed my book uh, a long time ago mm. before I knew them personally, and uh, it wasn't a favorable review, ironically. That's, uh, oh. But I remember running to the newsstand and being like, what did they say? And then being really sad. But uh, Fango gave it a positive review. Were you excited anyway? Because I remember someone, um, we mentioned our friend Myra from the Deadites and the Evil Streaks, and I remember that they got a lukewarm review of uh their cd which i think is awesome and she was still showing it to everybody because even even though like they were all like oh the cd's okay for her it's like we're in room morgue <laughs> so we well, yeah, yeah it, t- it takes a certain level of presence to even kind of be included and to be considered relevant enough for review so uh um i think i think horror fans are pretty savvy that uh people have different tastes and if even a bad review is uh there's no such thing as bad publicity right um, yep. If you can read the review and be like, I might not agree with them about that, then that's great. Yeah, absolutely. And we <laughs> we we joked it. It was it was an honor to be included in that. And uh, but uh, th- our show name was wrong in there, so <laughs> it wasn't all. Uh, Come on. Well, it, ju- it said it came from Trick or Treat Radio, and that's just. I, I realized that whoever probably did the layout saw the artwork. And that's what it says. We had someone do some artwork for us, and it says it came from Trick or Treat Radio because it looks like there's like this sort of tentacled beast coming out of a radio. So that's kind of so it's so we changed <laughs> so, so we changed our name. So <laughs> so we no 
<laughs> it was either change the name or change change the art. So I removed the it came from from every everywhere I could on the website. <laughs> you didn't. I did. Just because yeah. of that. That's well, terrible. That's, I can't take credit for your inclusion. I, I had a committee <laughs> of writers who helped me narrow down the yeah. gazillion horror podcast to you guys, but uh, <laughs> but I do still do copy editing, so so I'll, I'll, I'll take the fall for that. Oh, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's, Sorry, not your, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. Yeah, that, that's what it said. I mean, yeah. honestly, we, anybody we did... who, if anybody else who came over and looked at the looked at the uh, site they would think the same thing so it's a, it's a simple mistake <laughs> and it's and not just your fault just to be included was was awesome and yeah and a lot of the stuff that was that was included there in there was spot on so it's yeah. it uh you know it was <laughs> definitely awesome to be in there so yeah, no the party don't... animals of the podcast world is that what they called you <laughs> something like that yeah, i think yeah. yeah i think just animals yeah. yeah, they should Fil- be put down. Animals. Fil- filthy animals. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're like the we're like Howard Stern, I guess they say. Oh no, don't say that. <laughs> no, I mean that, for me that was exciting. That was great. I like the Boston accent thing. Yeah, that's not good. That was exciting. <laughs> Go Brady. But there's yeah. certain there's certain connotations. I I I like Howard Stern as a disc jockey, but there's certain connotations that go along with that. You know, people think when you say that, I think people think they're probably the wrong thing you know yeah well, no, 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 no people I, probably I think it. the right thing actually if they're on the show <laughs> that's true let's be honest here it's pretty spot on people have heard the show they well we're not this american life let's throw <laughs> well, yeah that's for sure we don't we barely speak english actually that's so. true yeah queen's english <laughs> so you did mention a book you wrote a book i believe it was back in 2010 if i'm not mistaken yeah i didn't know that till recently actually i was pretty excited well it was it's it's my master's thesis. My master's mm-hmm. thesis was published as a book by this sketchy German academic publisher <laughs> who reached out to me after I defended and they were like, "Hey, would you like to publish that?" And I was like, "Uh, I don't know." And cuz it's an academic publisher, so my book, which is uh, I've got it in my hand here. This is actually the first time I've looked at it in about 10 years. That's fucked. Uh, it's less than 100 pages and uh, it's like 60 bucks. And the reason for that is because it's technically a textbook. It's an academic publisher. But I figured, you know what? Uh, Zombies are really hot right now. Maybe film studies classes in the future might put it in their curriculum. And then I might actually see a dime from all this work that I did, as opposed to all the dimes I spent on Mm -hmm. tuition. Um, So we published it into a book, and I I made a big fuss about it in Toronto. I just moved to Toronto, so I was like, I'm going to have a book launch party, I'm going to get Rumarg involved, and I'm going to get to know all these people and get in the scene and get in the community, and that was all fine and dandy, and it worked. But as a result, my book is highly academic prose in a $60, 100-page teeny book. So... (laughs) I mean, no regrets. I'm, yeah. I'm glad it went down like that, but I do wish I had a book that was a bit more reader-friendly, a bit more affordable, a bit more accessible. But, uh, yeah, that's well, kind of what got me started. Well, you have to, for the next one, you, you, you know, learn some things, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I picked up a thing or two. Yeah. yeah. So it, that's kind of what led to the topic of, of what, you know, I, I just wanted this to be free form. I didn't want to get too deep into something specific, but I figured, you know, while we while we have you on and you're super knowledgeable and you've written a book about the sociology of the living dead, you know, so it's it's a pretty interesting topic and kind of the way that, that we were framing it is and this is very relevant to what's going on in in, in not just America, but I guess the, with with the world. 
And so basically how horror reflects the fear of its time. And so I wanted this to be kind of a loose discussion about how society affects horror and how recent events may influence the next wave of films. Keep in mind, we shot down how ridiculous America looks right now. This is potentially one of the topics. (laughs) (laughs) How frightened of us are you? (laughs) I'm I'm shocked and dumbfounded, and a lot of my American friends feel the same way. And I think, you know, you've got your... You've got your carefully curated bubble of a community with Facebook and Instagram and all that. And you, you know, you, you tend to find people who think like you. And right. so going into the election, I think everybody was all confident, even the analysts, even the people who are professionally hired yeah. to predict the election were kind of dumbfounded. So, right. uh, yeah, my my heart goes out to you guys. I can only imagine how disappointing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's a it's a it's a it's a shit storm around here right now. Yeah. <laughs> it says the says the guy doesn't really care. Yeah, it'll all work no, out. I care. I care. Not not that I'm proud of it, but I was I was actually really super worried because I was I uh, I was telling anyone that would listen. It fell on deaf ears a lot that on the ride to my big kid job, which goes takes me through the town that I live in now, through the town that I'm from in a, in another bordering town. It's a straight shot on this road called 140. And it was Trump Pence signs on either side, all the way up. And my th- my fear was in a in a state that is is blue. If he has this sort of outpouring of support, like it's going to get ugly anywhere that generally leans red. So it was scary biz. Yeah, absolutely. So Lex Luthor is in charge now, <laughs> complete with the bad Gene Hackman hairpiece from Superman. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Smucker. I mean, we had something similar not that long ago in Toronto. If you guys remember Rob Ford. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a big fat egg on Toronto's face. He, yeah. That, yeah. That, guy was, that guy was entertaining. Well, because you live here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah Trump, Maybe so. Trump's a hoot. <laughs> Maybe so. Maybe so. But you know what? I mean, everything he did, I just laughed. Yeah, again, because you lived here. They're going to be laughing in a few months, believe yeah. me. Oh, believe. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, uh, and I don't. But again, it was the kind of thing where you would look around your neighborhood and you would all, only see signs for the other candidates, and you're like, okay, this is—he's definitely not going to win. And then the election happens, he wins, and you see kind of a geographic map of Toronto, and the downtown core voted all one way, and then the outside of the downtown core all voted another way, and it just so happens that the outside had a bigger population, and so yeah. it swayed the vote. And so it's a very similar kind of thing as what's going on in the States where it, it, it begs the question of uh, reform in the voting system. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's a lot about American politics that I don't understand. Yeah, <laughs> I live here and there's a lot I don't understand. But... <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm running in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> but you guys do have, and, and you know, I, I just kind of am, am, you know, an admirer from afar, but you guys have a very progressive prime minister. And I mean, everything I see from him is like fucking awesome. Like I want this dude, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Also a huge babe. His dad was a huge babe too. And another very progressive leader. He's like, you know, they came into office at, well, his dad more so came into office at a very tumultuous time in Canadian history. And he just fucking cleaned house. (laughs) If, If there was a money pool on who would say babe first, I think. Yeah. I think everyone just lost. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, man. <laughs> I asked everyone politely to be on their best behavior now. Now I have that He's a handsome man. You can admit it. Oh, he is. Okay. He is. He's definitely a handsome man. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him. Really? No. You got to look up Justin Trudeau. He's would I like him, Wolfie? Oh, yeah, yeah. You okay. would. Yeah. Well, if only we had an internet access. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I'm on the wrong side of the monitors. <laughs> Why didn't we just vote for Ryan Gosling? That's what I've been asking. Because <laughs> the same thing would have happened. Lex Luthor would have won. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> I think I we'd know. have a better chance of just voting for a, a Gosling named Ryan. What? Huh? You mean yeah. like a actual duck named yeah. Ryan, right? Yeah. I gotcha. I'm with you. Oh. It's not funny, but I'm with you. <laughs> See that? See that? <laughs> I'm, so, a, I'm, a do- I'm doing pretty good now that I'm sick. Yeah. So we've had, you know, throughout throughout the history of, of cinema, we've had a lot of films, and, and especially it looked like your book, you know, focused on, on Romero zombie films, and they were very, you know, very much a product of their times, and tackling topics like like racism and commerce, and, you know, it's it's definitely a very interesting uh, series of films, and they're, they're amazing films, too. I, I think all of us are, are sure. huge, huge fans sure. of them. So, Which one's your favorite? For me, mine's Dawn. Yeah, mine's Dawn too. Night. Yeah, Night. Night's great too. You know, Night. you know what's funny? I just watched uh, Savini's uh, Night of Living Dead ninety, and yep. I seem oh, like yeah. I enjoy that more every single time I see it. Mm, I haven't seen it in a very long time. Yeah, no, it's 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 real real good. Um, I forget that actress's name, but every time I see it, I feel like uh, Pat Tallman. Pat, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's. Uh, Patricia Tolman, she should get more, like, just based on that, I'm surprised she didn't get, you know, more larger, especially more mainstream roles, or at least more, like, Hart's roles, because she was phenomenal in that movie. Mm. That whole cast was, was great, too. Great. I was always really fascinated about that film, because I read somewhere that he had, like, George wanted him to do it. George wanted him to kind of fix the Barbara mistake you know it, Romero was getting heavily criticized by the way he portrayed Barbara and so Tom Savini's like ah, I'll just fix that right up um, but I, I wanted to hear the whole story so when Tom Savini was in Toronto at the Festival of Fear he was doing a panel and uh, I don't know if you guys have met Tom Savini or yeah. he's oh, yeah. notorious yeah. for either being awesome at panels or a complete dick mm-hmm. um, this particular occasion he was the uh, ladder. And so I asked him, I said, well, what's the story with that remake? You know, I heard that George wanted you to do it to kind of correct the character of Barbara. And he's like, oh, yeah, oh, that was a long time ago. Can everybody hear me okay? Yeah. <laughs> Can you hear me? Okay. Wow. Next question. And I'm sitting there like, motherfucker, you didn't yeah. answer my question. Wow. What a, he, uh, I'm surprised he didn't actually hit on you when he answered yeah. it. <laughs> wasn't cute enough. Yeah, so, uh, so what are you doing that's later? More, that's some more uh, Tom Savini I've sure. heard about. It. Yeah. I actually uh, amazingly got the opportunity to meet George um, about a year ago, was it? Was it not, uh, not no, this last wow. rocket truck that went by? But I think it was a year ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, that was kind of one of the things that I wanted to... Uh, like I had really sussed out these questions that I wanted to ask and I figured that I would have like a long line to you know get there and for some reason on Saturday which was the busiest day I walked and went around the corner and George Romero was there and there was no line at that time for some reason and uh, I think I said thank you (laughs) and he said would you like to sign something I said creep Joe please (laughs) so I didn't ask him either but at least you asked so, <laughs> so it was well, good for you. I don't, I don't think there's going to be too many of those opportunities no. left. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately. 
Although, did, did he's you guys, like ten feet tall, eh? Yeah, he's a yeah. million feet tall. Yeah, his glasses look like they could burn <laughs> CH into the sorry, right? Question. <laughs> yeah. Observation. How about you, Andrea? What's your favorite? Me bless. <laughs> what What is your favorite dead film from Romero? Uh, my favorite is Night. Yeah, there you my go. favorite is definitely Night. Every time, every time I watch it, it's just so simple and so perfect and creative yep. and low budget. And you know, I think I, I used to be a little bit disappointed in the fact that you know, whenever George was interviewed about Night and about all the uh, sexual politics and racial commentary, he'd be like, "I don't know what you guys are going on about." He just gave the best interview, so we gave him the goddamn role. You know, yeah. I, that used to bum me out, but now I think there's there's even more value in the fact that this was an unconscious decision. It I just makes it all I more totally important. agree. Mm. Totally agree. I, he got Dwayne Jones. He was the best actor in the role. It had, it had no racial connotations at all. It was just he was the best actor for the role. And it works perfectly, and it's it broke boundaries, really, and George wasn't even aware of it at the mm. time. Wow. And uh, it's just a fantastic flick. He'd probably take all the boundary breaking and political importance of it if he had just trademarked. like made one check. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if he had trademarked it, right? Yeah, it's 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 a shame, and it, I wonder if the film would would be the phenomenon it is now if he if he if he had you know gotten the the trademark you know like because it's interesting it's very. It's very omnipresent because it's been released so many times by so many sure. different people. You know, it was super. Like I remember <clears throat> at like uh, even like toy stores when I was growing up, it was always in the VHS like five dollar yeah. you know cutout bins and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like it was you know sometimes like you get it. Like my folks probably got it for me every Christmas for like a few years because it had a different cover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's like my my shut in son likes these here zombies. <laughs> well, plus he went on to do commercial work, so it's not like sure. you know, it's not like H.P. Lovecraft where he died poor and unrecognized. You know, he True. he got his due for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And he's, I mean, he he's known as the Godfather now of of, of zombies. You know, for for better yeah. or worse, I guess. Yeah. So we we that's that's kind of an example of of some flicks that throughout throughout you know the years have have kind of been a product of their time and whether or not George intended it to, you know, have, you know, speak about racism or if that was sort of an unintentional aspect of it. The interesting thing will be to see where films go now, because, you know, especially like there's a, what is the name of that film? Is it get out? Is that the one from, uh, from, from peel? Um, Naomi Watts. I'm trying to remember now. I, oh, I'm totally. Uh, Jordan Peele. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get out. I, I think that's what's called. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It is called Get Out. So it's a a thriller that's coming out sometime in 2017. Yeah, in February. Uh, directed by Jordan Peele, one of the you know from Key and Peele fame. And have you seen this trailer yet, Andrea? By any chance? Uh, I haven't seen the trailer. No, I've seen um, I've seen a couple of opinions. Yes. Not all of them favorable. Okay. So. Just, you know, in obviously I think this is a film that will be coming out that, that definitely is, is a product of, of you know, the, the sort of sociopolitical era that we're in now. And, you know, with, with a lot of the stuff that happened in, in St. Louis, you know, Ferguson and stuff like that, I wonder if that was sort of what, uh, you know, what inspired this. I'm not sure. But it is interesting to see a film like this coming out and, and have it be horror. And I feel that 
horror films, and uh, you guys talk about this on the Faculty of Horror, is, is kind of a great vehicle for talking about these sorts of topics. I mean, it's kind of hard to do a comedy about, you know, about racism, you know, and, and have it be poignant. And, you know, so I think, I think horror is ripe for a lot of these, these different topics. And so there's films like this that are coming out. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see where things are going to head now that we're in this kind of very awkward era in, in, in America where we have, you know, a, a supervillain who's going to be taking sure. over being president. You, you know, I haven't seen the trailer for that film yet, the Peel film, but yeah. like, and, and I wonder if, 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 I guess this is kind of like going to, I'm going to try to work this into a question okay. uh, for, for Andrea, but I feel like that that particular thing, and not that it's not, not that it's views probably aren't valid. That's not what I'm saying, but it's a little too on the nose. Like, I think what works the best about horror is that you can take someone who uh, politically maybe doesn't agree with you or whatnot and scare them, and they don't even know that they're, you know, like Dawn of the Dead's a perfect example. You know, how many, you know, uh, of the consumer generation saw that and were afraid of themselves, you know, to a degree. Like, uh, you know, and, and this is putting you on the spot a little bit, and I apologize, Andrew, but like, like what what's a what's a horror film you know from like a you know any any year or, or whatnot that you think worked because of how subversive it was and how buried the the kind of political you know like because even even dawn and you know especially dawn but day two to a degree is uh, uh, kind of on the nose you know like it happens in a mall you know so like the point of it isn't too far away could could you think of one that like you know is is subversive enough that maybe um, you know, the, in the same way that like, maybe the Babadook was, you know, that, you know, you could watch it a million times and not realize what you were sort of being preached to. Um, yeah, well, I can think of a couple of examples because oftentimes with the faculty of horror is we'll do a really deep, intense, analytical, political movie and then we'll be like ah let's do something fun mm. next time let's do texas chainsaw massacre and then when we get into it it totally gets political and analytical <laughs> and of power course. dynamics like and the all piranha that. So, episode yeah yeah we for example perfect example yeah um I, I think what's what's especially interesting about night of the living dead is that we were just saying that george didn't really set out to make a big political statement it was a very authentic film he chose the people who were best for the role he had a story that he wanted to tell and everything else all the other meaning that was injected into it was by the viewers the viewers who saw it and something resonated with them and they just kept t talking about it and it's like you said the fact that it was in the public domain made it very accessible to mm -hmm. a whole lot of people to talk about it and revisit it like that so so i think it's a little bit hard to talk about movies that have come after night of the living dead with that same kind of authenticity because everything that came after that is cognizant of that i don't know if I don't know right. if that makes sense, but um, no, no. Yeah. but but even even Romero's subsequent films have had an agenda and had a, a deliberate something to them, which it, it doesn't make them any less important in my view. It just makes them a little bit less authentic. So I yeah. think the films that we're going to be talking about going forward aren't going to be the ones who are trying to make a quick buck by um, by preying on our anxieties of the time. It's going to be a filmmaker who is hopefully not a white male who is, you know, kind of on this, uh, on these fringes of society that are getting so much attention right now. What with black lives matter with Oscars. So white, um, 
I'm hoping we're just going to get some crazy indie outsider horror that's just going to rock our socks. Mm, we're due. That didn't answer your question, but that's no, it, my it, rant. It brings no. up a, an interesting point, though, in something that, you know, just kind of going off on a riff on that is maybe we see what we want to see in films, too. You know, it's kind of like an art installation where the artist has one thing in mind, but what each person who is viewing it gets you know, kind of gets out what they what they put into it or whatever they want to. So you kind of see what what you want to see in it. And, you know, in Night of the Living Dead, maybe George didn't didn't intend to have any great message about it. But at the time, with with racial struggle, it's probably it probably makes sense for someone to see that and be like, oh, look, look at this. This is cool that he puts this you know, that this African-American character into this, right. into this film. And it's a very strong role. And so it's kind of interesting and, and, you know, brings up another point that I think we really kind of take, take out what we put into it. For sure. I mean, not that he wasn't the best choice for the, the role, but in the, in the speaking to the, like, you know, the awareness of making it at, later, like Savani definitely, you know, Tony Todd is that, role in the remake right yeah, yeah. you know what i mean like in 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 though they are they they do cast a very similar facade like he didn't have to be an african-american there's nothing about that character later on that makes it you know obliged everyone at, like there's you know there's a lot of the people look similar but certainly barbara especially you know doesn't you know that wouldn't be a pick if you were looking for somebody who had like a physical you know uh comparison to the character in the original like uh, Though I would be hard-pressed to imagine that George doesn't see everything with those 72-inch spectacles that he wears all the time. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> like he probably saw into the future. But, uh, yeah, I, I, think, I think that it's, it's just a matter of, uh, you know, I think you, you really hit on something. Because, like, I was thinking of Baskin the other day, mm. um, which is probably thus far my favorite this year. And on subsequent watches, I, I've kind of, you know, seen some different things that I didn't see originally. Yeah. But I think they were all based on the, the overall conversation of it. Because for me, that was like a very simple Fulci by way of Barker. You know, that was what my initial pull on it was. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's, you know, it kind of maybe had a, a, a lot more to say about, Paul. you know, the politics of the where it was indigenous to than I initially yeah. And, up and, on. and we don't even know if Can Evernall intended it that no. way. I'm sure. I mean, he seems like a very smart guy, yep. and maybe he did. But once again, it's just one of those things that we we kind of take out from it. Yeah. And yeah, it, it is pretty interesting. And and you know, I'm sure there's a lot of that where it's kind of like this mirror where you know where we're looking into it and we see what we want to see into it. So sure, sure. I, it, it's it's very you know, and, and again, that's like a, what I think makes horror great. Uh, I have I have a not horror question. Can I ask it? It's totally off subject. I feel like we're no, go off for the it, rails. Yeah. So every single month, and through your writing and your reviews, uh, we get to hear Andrea about the horror stuff that you are are into. Uh, like, what's some you know of the last couple of years? What's some non horror films that that you've like enjoyed? Oh my! Oh my! <laughs> I have a lot of time for non-horror. Yeah. yeah. Well, Man, I don't even have enough time for horror, to be honest. Like, yeah. everything I watch, everything I do always has an assignment attached to it, a paper that's coming up, a review I have to write, a Faculty of Horror episode. Just today in the Room Org office, we were working on uh, every January, February issue, we do a best and worst of 2016. Mm -hmm. Or I 
the year in question. And so we're sitting around talking about what came out this year. And I was like, uh, the witch, like (laughs) it was a great year for horror, but I barely got to see any of it. Um, well, let's see. I, I, I play video games. I'm mm-hmm. addicted to Stardew Valley right now. I can't nice. believe I'm admitting it. Do you guys know this game? I do. I have not played it, but I'm familiar. Don't ever play it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> don't ever play it and don't ever smoke crack because it's the same fucking thing. <laughs> you will never stop too precious late. hours of your like on that pipe. It's awful. <laughs> That's not hard. There you go, Mars. It's something. That's the truth. Yeah, no, it's good. <laughs> it's it's horror that i'm so addicted to it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> there is uh so someone in the chat room i'm um, um, sorry go ahead andrea oh yeah no 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 chat room okay it, it, she hit on a, a sweet spot there because i've been complaining incessantly that i went on i had so many podcasts this week that i went on strike and decided i wasn't watching anything i was ob- obligated to yeah but then spent the yeah. last 24 hours cramming four santos for them, so <laughs> it was ugly uh, Drive Jacket Mark in the chat room says, "Did you guys see Brian Keane get destroyed for saying that this political climate brings out the best in horror?" I did not see that, but I could certainly I could see why he'd get destroyed first of all, uh, but I could also see see his point and see that you know that I could see there being some interesting horror well, li- stories being told. He lived through the 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 eighties and early nineties. Probably, you know, a big portion of where that opinion came from. Could be, right, yeah. Right, different, yeah. you know? Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, r- the Reagan era pretty much brought us everything that we know about contemporary horror, right? <laughs> and Rocky Four, <laughs> And <Yeah>. Rocky Four. <laughs> Can we get Rocky, please? Yeah. <laughs> Would you want... And- well, she was talking about the uh, the best of lists for... Uh, yeah, yeah. 2016, and... Uh, I'm just going to do Do not talk about this movie right now, because you're the what? only one that thinks this is as good as you do. What movie? What? You ready? All right, here we go. I don't know what he's talking yeah, about. I, I know what he's talking about. How'd you know what he was going to say? Yeah, because him, I've him known talk. him my whole entire life. <laughs> let him talk. It's that hole in your foot is yeah. clairvoyant? Yeah. It's true. No, yeah, it's... <laughs> he, he climbed... Like, Monster Zero is like my Belial. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was going to bring up about if um, this is going to be a bit of uh, self-plugging. Oh, oh Jesus! Boy. Here we go. Yeah, if 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 you are aware of a company Plug called, yourself. if yeah, <laughs> don't mind if I do. Uh, if you are aware of a company called Morbid Vision Films, say no. <laughs> say no. Say next question. I have to say no. The answer is no. No. Is it, okay. That's a bad connection. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Next question. <laughs> Savini style. It's yeah. okay. <laughs> Okay, never mind. (laughs) I still think it's Tim. It's not. It is. Andrew is the source, okay? (laughs) (laughs) So I'll finish uh, MZ's point here. He's acted in some films for Morbid Vision Films. And they're they're small, but they're well known for their gore. Yeah, real great gore. Very good gore. And even... uh, uh, what's the director of Bone Tomahawk? What's his name again? Craig uh, Zeller. Yep. S. Craig Zeller. And he apparently is a big, big fan of Morbid Vision films. And so it is possible that Kurt Russell has seen a movie that Monster Zero has been in. Wow. <laughs> Interesting reasoning. Yeah. A nice little leap there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So it, believe me, it's a hell of a leap, but it's a nice leap <laughs> yeah. to think about every now and again. Ten degrees of Kurt Russell. Yeah. Right? Right? Ten minutes into it, he would have made a like a 
another Carpenter film, Escape from this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Why the no, hell we'll is see. this guy stabbing the house? Yeah. <laughs> no, because we, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, blood Pigs got yeah. named for... Uh, talking about Blood Pigs. Yes, talking about Blood Pigs. Got, got named in Rubric Magazine for yeah. Gorious... Horror film of 2016? Well, I think uh, that the 2010, 2010. Well, yeah, she wasn't with Rumor. Yeah, I think no, the I Gourmet know. did something it. about it at some point. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the Gourmet. Yeah, the uh, the Gourmet did talk about it, yeah. <laughs> this is wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're asking her if she's heard about a film you were in. Yeah. No, no. Was I, there a look, question? Yeah, yeah. Remember, <laughs> remember in the chat room when I said I was worried and Ariel said I was an asshole? <laughs> Perfect. I was in a play in high school. You might have heard of it, Andrew. <laughs> Um, it was uh, 86. Um, do they have plays in Canada? That's yes. awesome. That's, we're sorry. Oh, no. We're sorry about Monster Zero. Yeah. We're sorry about Americans. Don't, don't you have a cigarette to smoke? Yeah. <sighs> we're sorry. I, I am going to rep for one movie. There's a Korean movie that came out this year called The Wailing. Have you, yes. have you seen this yet, Andrea? No, that one's not on my radar at all. Oh, you'll, it, you'll it, love it. You'll dig it the most. So far, it's it's the pers- whaling, like the whaling, W-A-I? yes. So, like you know, like like a whale, W A I L I N G. And it was uh, put out by Wellgo America he- here in America, anyways. And it uh, it's a very interesting flick. It's so far to this point probably my my favorite of the year. But uh, no kidding, very very good. Yeah. Yeah. Was that Jakey or Tony Tapone that hipped us to that? I, uh, I think it was Jakey. Yeah. 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 But t- no, Tony talked about it as well when he was on. So that, that I think that's my pick right there. Yeah, it's it's the, between that and Baskin is like Baskin's depending on which good, yeah. day you catch me. Yeah, but I think well, Baskin is appearing on our list for sure. It's it's cool. funny that you say that it's been a great year for horror because we live and die in that kind of like uh, direct to video, you know, uh, now direct to video on demand, I guess, horror world, and I I feel like really let down by 2016. Well, I'm I'm chomping at the bit for trade to Busan. I'm yeah, still waiting on that. There's definitely some uh, some late comers, you know, that I'm hoping that like, mm-hmm. but I don't know. They'll be the first time. There's I'll late w- comers in the in the festival circuit for sure, but there was also like, a strong start to 2016 when we sat down. We were just kind of like, okay, obviously we're going to talk about the witch. Yep. It was mm-hmm. Ten Cloverfield Lane, yep. which I thought was excellent, and it just kind of flew in under the radar of Star Wars and The Witch, and so it's it's easy to forget about that one. That mm-hmm. film was excellent. Yeah, uh, ten- Green Room. Oh, yeah. yeah. Green Room was good. Absolutely. Ten Cloverfield Lane was good. Like, yeah, she just mentioned that. Yeah, yeah I know she did. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just backing Star Wars was good. Yeah. <laughs> that was last year. Sick. Leave yeah. him alone. That's true. Yeah. For sake. He'll be dead soon. <laughs> Casablanca was good. Jim. We can <laughs> hope. Jesus I Christ. thought we were turning that mics off. I don't know. Yeah, it's still not too late. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's um it, without. Uh, are you able to say what you would say your favorite is without you know incriminating? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I really did love the witch. I think I think that would have yeah. to take the cake. It came out in early 2016, and I'm still discussing it with people. People are still kind of having little revelations in their head and finding. Mm-hmm finding things they want to discuss about it. So I, I think that's just going to be a film that's going to live on and on. Um, Rue Morgue did a cover story on it, so I've got mm. a lot of the backdrop. And um, and my favorite little factoid from that movie is that Black Phillip wasn't actually a black goat. Um, they had to dye him 
black for the film. So he's essentially a goat in blackface. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Talk about uh, <laughs> sociopolitical. Uh, <laughs> goat profile. Yeah. There you go. Wow. Uh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> that just blew my mind. I don't know where else to go from there. Trump just hired Black Phillip to be on the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to say it. I'm yeah. not even going to say it. I, Jesus I, I, Christ. I'm not even going to say it. <laughs> what is it, Mars? No, nah, I don't even remember. <laughs> remember, children, where we go. Oh my God. What do I say at the end of these? That's pretty much it. Yeah. This is oh, the last man. time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> last episode ever. Thank yeah. you, Andrew. <laughs> but uh, no, there's. it has been an interesting year. I think last year was a better year for horror, if I remember correctly. Uh, but this one's had, I think, better highs. Maybe not so good in the, the, the you know, the know. mids and lows. You don't know, Mars? What? Yeah, no. I mean, I, mean, I, 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 I can only go. I mean, I, can only, I did like high rise quite a bit. I can only go by... Not really horror, though. No, I can only go by you know in in making my list. So at the end of every year, um, we we do our top thirteen because you know the our, our because foolish, people don't care. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> and a foolish horror gimmick, and um, you know this time last year I was legitimately stressed because I had twenty five movies that all of them you know if you hit me on the right day could have been an argument for my you know top five. Um, and in this year, it's like my top, you know, the whaling came along halfway through, and that was the only thing that I have a top three right now. So yeah, mm. it's it's been an interesting year for sure. Yeah, so. and I'm not even that picky. I mean, I'm, no, I watch know. a lot of Santo <laughs> movies around here. <laughs> Timbalus. So it it, <laughs> it will be interesting to see. You know w- what sort of films come out of this because there is definitely, as you as you said earlier, when you when you guys started out in, t- in 2012, you were a little hesitant to say that you were a feminist podcast, and I think that in the last four years, a lot has even changed in in the world that we live in, and now people aren't ashamed to admit that, and people understand what that means. I would even say for myself, four years ago, I don't think I understood what feminism was. I do now, and I consider myself a feminist. But back four years ago, I had no idea, you know, because we have these preconceived notions about what it is. And I think we've come a long way in the last four years. And I think that a lot of what's going on now is people are afraid to revert back. We've made so much progress in the last few years, and people are are very afraid, rightfully so, of taking a step back and losing some of that progress. And trying have to fight for things that we've already fought for and won. So I think that that's kind of this this a theme that's coming out, and I think that may end up being in in some of the films that we watch. Would you agree with that that assessment, Andrea? Yeah, I mean maybe. I, I have to hope that nobody kind of sets out to uh, to to capitalize on a- any of this with a film that's you know too on the nose and is marketed. Sure accordingly but uh but yeah that's not that's not really what you were saying but um i I totally see where you're coming from Mm -hmm. as regards feminism it's not it's not something that's taught to students you know unless you seek out this information yourself or like me get into the social sciences and academia Mm -hmm. and just even within feminism there's there's so much um 
there's so much dissent, you know, it's such a splintered movement. Like Absolutely, the left is yeah. so splintered. We're fighting about how to be the best lefty and how to be the best feminist. And, and you know, white feminism became a term that has only really crossed my radar after the Faculty of Horror came out as a feminist podcast, so to speak. It's like, well, it's pretty white feminist analysis. And mm-hmm. it's hard to take that. It's hard not to take that as an indictment until you kind of do the work to check your privilege. And yeah. it's a really personal journey. And I don't blame anyone for not taking that journey because it's not easy and it's not readily available. It's like work you have to do. Yeah. Absolutely. And and I think that's the thing is in the last several years, a lot more information has come out about the stuff and people understand, you know, what, what it means to be a feminist. And there's all these, you know, I know because, you know, my, my girlfriend is very much into it and she's taught me a lot about it, which I, I you know, I think has, has helped me a lot. Uh, but there's, you know, I, I don't know what it's like right now to live in this world as an African-American lesbian woman you know like that's that is like i you know how how do you possibly understand what that's like you know because you're getting it from basically all sides you know so right you're right that it I is i imagine it super sucks yeah so you're right that you know you guys do have one viewpoint but there's others out there as well that you know and, and we're one viewpoint that's not necessarily very uh smart or academic and we're just a month you know just kind of shoot from the hip i guess but you know, it is interesting that there's. I couldn't even these... say academic before. <laughs> Can you say acad- academia? Yeah, I like those nuts. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> yes. So I don't know if you guys are seeing as much on f- social media as I am, but people are kind of they're looking for clues that could have prepared us for what happened, you know, like we should have seen this coming and here's why. And when I think of looking for those clues, all I can think about is Ghostbusters last summer where there was such an, not only a misogynist backlash to a film that didn't even exist yet before half the population hated it, but there was such an anti SJW sentiment Mm -hmm. and SJW is, you know, it's three letters, but it became a four-letter word, right. and I saw a lot of that rhetoric on um, on YouTube. Actually, it was YouTube channels and analysis that were that were saying stuff like that. It's just uh, you know we feel we feel censored, we feel stifled by political correctness, and I think that was the glimmer of it that I saw overtly. But I I, I do think that that's kind of what bubbled over in this election and you know we couldn't have seen it coming but in retrospect i think that was a telling incident yeah you're absolutely right that that was that right there is kind of the point where people are gonna uh, are gonna look back and and say that this is kind of where it came to a head because people were judging the film way before it even got released before trailer even got released and then when trailers got released it was like uh, you know people were were busting on the film then and it already had all these preconceived notions before the film even came out. And that will had to have been the height of, of that sort of thing, because you know, we've seen it with other remakes and, and, and things like that. And sure. Ghostbusters is, is a property that's near and dear to a lot of people that we know, but people weren't like, you know, like for every one of those people who were even doing the, they destroyed my childhood. Yeah. Yeah. You know, there was obvious. There was like people that had just a venomous amount of hate, yeah. Like for like frightening reasons, you know. Like 
like it's almost like you you often wonder there's like the internet has built like a secondary social decorum where people won't say things because they know you know people are going to read it mm-hmm. but it seemed like for whatever reason this movie sparked that the gloves were off yeah <laughs> like and, and like all the hate was coming out and like unapologetically and like you know where were these people before you know Wrestling yeah. chat rooms, I think. My mom's <laughs> basements, yeah. Four yeah. chan, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, it was. It, it, that that is an interesting point. I, I think statistically, I, I think it's who voted in in the amount of people that didn't, um, in the, in the mm-hmm. system being broken. But um, you know, it's it's it, it is. Uh, I'm sure if you're if you're you know, because like think about how like. You know, and I enjoyed the film, but think about how, like, trite of a thing that is. But it's totally, totally true that, you know, if you go back to the hate about, um, uh, and not, like, it wasn't even, like, a, a political movie or anything like that. It was a summer tentpole, you know, big budget film, mm-hmm. you know, like, mm-hmm. the, the, the amount of hate and vile and, and, like, people, like, let their guard down enough to show that level of hate is very telling. It is. And even those who didn't let their guard down were like, I feel like I'm afraid to criticize this movie mm. for fear of being labeled sexist and misogynist. So there was this whole, like, I'm being censored by the backlash to the backlash. Like, it was this right. crazy it's circular true. thing. And I hear the word censorship being thrown around in such stupid ways. All summer, it, it, it always seemed to be in my face. So mm-hmm. yeah. so maybe that should have been a clue. Yeah, absolutely. It's true. I mean, it's it's sort of happening. The same sort of thing is sort of happening now, like, where... Uh, like people are so frightened and so confused, especially on social media, that they're just lashing out. You know, if they, if, if, you know, and even for myself, like, uh, who, who, no one is ever going to call anything that I say here on the internet very thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like thinks for a second before they say something about anything like that, because, uh, you know, it, ab- about any political thing, because like the first day when it, you know, even coming at it, like wow, like, you know, like we all have to pull together now and everything else. Like, you know, the, the, the pitchforks and torches were out. Uh, and it was just really frightening and really scary. Those first few days at the yeah. election here that like just people that I loved, like it was almost like, you know, to use the horror analogy, it was almost like a zombie, like outbreak, a Pawnee pool or something like that. Because it's like, you know, aren't, don't you come to my house every Christmas and you're telling me I don't have an opinion now, mm-hmm. you know, like, don't we, don't we, agree? didn't we vote for the same, person like like what happened like it's it's very very strange and like people are just like like turning on each other it's weird i i think that you know i think people are betrayed by their social media too like you said it at the beginning of this interview you set up your own bubble yeah you know and you surround yourself with people that you want to to have conversations with because why do you want to you know log into something and, and deal with conflict you know like, so. Well, that's right. And, and thank God for that bubble, especially in the aftermath of the election when you're like, what the fuck? Am I taking crazy pills? And then you go on the Internet and you're like, oh, everybody's wondering if they're taking crazy pills. Right. That's, thank God, you know? Yeah. And the, the interesting thing is that this was the first election where, you know, granted, we had social media in, in 2012, but it's it's not like it is now. And it's it's there's so much misinformation there's right. so many different avenues to get your information and it just was it's a glut like i, I don't know this is like raven shadow this is like the uh early 90s comic books you sure. know like yeah 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 <laughs> i fucking miss ponytails and pouches i'll tell you that much <laughs> 
Well, plus there's also like, uh, which wasn't in 2012. There's like a we've had a new generation come up, right? Yeah, like yeah. who and you who know who vote, yeah. who learned, uh, who who learned about the world in a different way, for yep. better or worse. You know. Yeah. So there, there's a couple interesting comments in the chat room. I'll, let me just read these real quick. Uh, Iron Zemo says, "I wasn't all that interested in Ghostbusters, but I went with my sister and we had a lot of fun with it." Sure. And then also says, "I." Um, I think that, like Mad Max Fury Road, Ghostbusters was important film beyond the entertainment value of them. And Drive Jack and Mark says Bill and Chris destroyed the angry video game nerd over this. I assume he's talking about Ghostbusters. Was that? I don't. That wasn't who that was. That, was it? Was that who that was? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm. I don't know if I heard that one. Yeah. No. It was I? <clears throat> I actually like. Uh, and, 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 you know, and, and I love them like brothers, so please don't think I'm slamming them, especially after they were on earlier, but yeah. now that they're not here. But, like, <laughs> they were so venomous that, like, is an instance that I kind of agreed with them, but was kind of like, I don't know, guys. Like, I'm, I'm not sure what, what, what it was. Well, so what so. happened was this, this well, cat. Well, we don't have to explain it. Well, no, he got on and said he wasn't. It's very simple, and it was kind of what passes for internet news in 2016. But he got on and said he wasn't going to review Ghostbusters. Oh, I, okay. I recall this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, and everybody got really furious about it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He got a huge backlash on that. So as we start to wind down here, Andrea, I want folks to know where they can follow you. Obviously, you know, we've talked about Faculty of Horror, but social media, why don't you go ahead and use this to give that out? And if you have anything else that you want to plug, please do. Oh, my. Okay. Where do I begin? You throw a <laughs> stick in social media, it'll hit me. Yes. No. Um, so, you can find me on Facebook. My moniker on Facebook is Lady Hellbat, which, uh, which was actually my roller derby name back when I was playing roller derby. Oh, nice. If you guys, nice. if you guys were curious, I, uh, I, I adopted it for my writing because my last name is simple to say, but impossible to spell. It like it duplicates the wrong consonants. I think there's a typo in my last name. <laughs> but, um, but so Lady Hellbat on Facebook. Uh, on Twitter, I'm Necromandria. On Instagram, I'm also Necromandria. And yeah, you can find the Faculty of Horror podcast on iTunes, on your favorite podcasting app or whatever mm-hmm. um, and the Batcave is on YouTube and Rumorg Magazine is on your local news shelves and yeah that's 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 about it I'm everywhere thank you guys so much for having me on this was really no, fun no, thank you for tolerating us <laughs> thank you I feel, I feel real bad please um, uh, you know uh, e- even if it's just an email or something and, and not a physical thing please um, uh, after the show uh, message Wolfie and, and let us know where we can send some some music and stuff because you have given uh, y- you've given me anyway I can only speak for myself but you've definitely given me a lot of uh entertainment over the past couple of years and it's been a, a kind of crappy couple of years for me so uh you know maybe maybe you'll love it maybe you hate it but I, w- I would love the opportunity to return the favor with some of our jams so well, thank you amazing i will do that yeah absolutely we'll see if we have some other stuff too and uh we'll put something together so yeah that'll be awesome and it was it definitely was overdue but it was a lot of fun having you on andrea and we'll definitely you know maybe down the road uh you know have to have a return engagement I would love that. I hope you feel better, MZ. Thank you, Andrea. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Good night, guys. No, All right, Andrea. Night. Thank Take you. Good night. See ya. Bye. Bye. She's alone. I hope you never feel better. 
<laughs> I hope you never feel better. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I hope next Boy, week you're you a, are a, you are I hope a, next week you're a skeleton. <laughs> I hope you look like the mummies of Guanajuato. <laughs> that would be an improvement. Spewing your you look vitriol like the, at me. How dare you? You look like the lost skeleton of Cadavra. Oh, shit. I burned by a flame gun. I sleep. <laughs> I sleep now. Well, that was you know that was I, I I it was that was a tough one for me, but that's a really big deal for me. I love that show. I, I uh, you know I I, I love uh, b- both those guys' point of view and of of you know of, of filmmaking and politics and stuff like that. So uh, yeah. you know that's the best part about this gig getting to. Uh, you get to hang out with your friends at the beginning of the show, who I, I started as fans of, and uh, and you get to hang out with somebody else that you're a really big fan of, and just shoot the shit about horror. That's uh, that's great. Yeah, she was cool. Yeah, I hope that cool. nobody could tell how nervous I was. <laughs> that's why you're off camera. Yeah. No, I, I'm, yes. I'm always off camera. Yeah, you're farting and you're pissing in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> How's that different than the last 200 episodes? <laughs> All right. Well, why don't we take uh, we'll take a real quick break here because uh, we've only taken one break so far today. We'll we'll take a quick we're one. Gonna it. Yes. <laughs> we'll take a quick one. We'll come back and we're going to do some feedback and wrap things up. So we'll be back in just a few moments. Bambaleo. One dark and stormy night in the mid-80s, Joe Bob Briggs, Harlan Ellison, and the ghost of El Santo pulled a train on Elvira while Siskel and Ebert sobbingly masturbated in the corner. From that union arose the greatest movie critic and luchador that ever lived. We're not going to talk about him. He's kind of a dick. Instead, we're going to talk about me, El Goro, the stuttering movie fan and host of the Talk Without Rhythm podcast. Every week on Talk Without Rhythm, I discuss two to three movies tangentially tied together by a theme. I cover action. And the most complete fighter in the world. Sci-fi. Open the pod bay doors, Hell. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. Horror. Oh, no tears, please. It's a waste of good suffering. And the continuing adventures of James Spader, sexual deviant. You're not worried that I'm going to fuck you, are you? I'm not interested in that, not in the least. Now pull up your skirt. So check me out at TWORpodcast.blogspot.com, drunkenzombie.com, or subscribe on iTunes. Talk Without Rhythm, the only podcast that will not attract the world. Adios! I'm Alex West. And I'm Andrea Subasati, and we're from the Faculty of Horror Podcast. And you're listening to Trick or Treat Radio.
Yeah. We're back on Trick or Treat Radio. We are. Andrew was awesome. I was nervous. I was real nervous. I'm afraid, to, I'm afraid to admit it. Yeah, that reminded me of the time I wrestled Mark Gore, and I was like 25 pounds overweight and hadn't wrestled for a year, <laughs> and he made it look like I knew how to wrestle. <laughs> that's that's how, uh, that's how much of a pro she was. She, yeah. I was I was like saying things like, I, I think horror movies are good. <laughs> <laughs> horror is good. I'm an idiot. I like your show. <laughs> I know even the show numbers. <laughs> Don't call the police. <laughs> yes. No, that was a lot of fun, and uh, we appreciate Andrew coming on. And uh, we got uh, Riku's hanging out in the chat room. Hey, buddy. Riku says, yo, I just finished up a marathon Overwatch session and came nice. in to see what's going on. I'm going to hang Thanks. for a bit. Thank you. Was uh, So he wasn't there to see me sounding like a stammering idiot. <laughs> Good. Oh, well, the archives are always available. That's so. true. All right. Well, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to wait for Raven Chatham. Why? Well, he didn't care. He... No, he doesn't. He's smoking. He, he doesn't care for his own health. You no. think he cares about you guys? Exactly. It's like the old, speaking of wrestling, it's like that promo that Tiny yeah. did where he was like, Dynamo did this and this to himself. He doesn't care for his own well-being. What makes him think he's going to care for yours? That's how Raven Shadow is. He's cancering himself up. You think he cares about <laughs> you guys? Oh, and MZ uh, had something to say. Do you want to do it, Dynamo, or you want me to? Arriva Dirch, douchebags. Yeah, he, he, he wasn't looking so hot, and he was coughing. and He really looked like he had one foot in a in the grave and the other on a banana peel so or or a landmine whatever i think that spike hot dog tournament is finally catching up to him <laughs> 10 years later so mz we, we we basically kicked him out yeah he would he would have stayed it he, he would uh, yeah he uh and it was very nice what he said i don't was that on air or off air that he, that he uh, i don't know I, that he you know that i'd raise the bar of how sick is acceptable to not show up yeah. So, which which wasn't my intention. I don't, you know, despite the fact these guys ribbed me for it, like uh it's just the way I am. Like there were there were there were espresso bar shows uh where we will be playing the 20th anniversary December 3rd at Ralphs. See what I did there? Uh-huh. Um where the option was do the show or go to the hospital and then go to the show, do the <laughs> show. And they were t- and I went and did the show every time. Yep. You know, whether it was an opening night that Eric Spencer gave us just to get ready for a big show the night before under a fake name or, you know, a big show or opening for a national act or whatever else. And and that's just kind of how I am. I don't I don't miss dates very, uh, you know, very willy nilly. The, 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 well, you don't get dates very often either. No, I never. <laughs> but the uh, that's why I stay back here. <laughs> I'm on okay stupid but uh the uh the you know the reality of it is is that uh you know that's just kind of that's that's one thing that my pop said to me that stuck with me you know I'd find out tiny white's gonna play baseball and I'd say I want to play baseball yeah yeah. and he'd say well I'll sign you up for baseball buy the glove I'll do everything but you said you're doing it so you're showing up every single time you (laughs) know if you don't go to school if you got a broken leg, you're gonna sit in the dugout. Like you're gonna go every single time. Yep. So that's a that's a, a ethic that I've just taken into everything. So I feel bad about Elm Street kids, but that keeps ending up on nights where it's not that I you know it's not that I'm missing a gig. It's that I'm missing a gig for for another gig most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> or something terrible happens. The first time Mike posted this awesome uh, photo of El Santo on the Trick or Treat Radio Fib, it says, get in, losers, we're going to kill vampires. <laughs> Santo sitting in a convertible waving. Nice. It's fucking awesome. All right, so let's play some feedback. This is from our boy Jeremy McFarlane. I want to play this one first because it is, uh, 
it says some words on Rue Morgue and Miss Andrea Supasati. So figured it was appropriate to play that next. What's it going to play? What's up, Trick or Treat Radio? What's up, Jeremy? This is your boy, Jeremy. Uh, I'm sitting at home relaxing, watching uh, you guys live. And um, you guys have the incredible, the wonderful, the amazing Andrea Subosati on your show. And I have a few words to say. Uh, kind of my past experience with Faculty of Horror, though I did tell them both, I did tell Andrea and Alex how much like they kind of opened my eyes to um, sort of watching movies and I kind of break down movies and sort of uh, things like that it was like a totally new way to look at film and on an episode of ours, um, I think it was episode 5 maybe I can't remember now. Maybe four or five. Uh, when we we uh, had an interview with a friend of ours, uh, Preston Fassell. Uh Preston worked with us at a movie theater um, many many years ago, and Preston works. He writes for Rube Morgue. And I was telling Preston that Andrea had this fantastic podcast uh, with a buddy of hers. Uh, well, Andrea and Alex both had this fantastic podcast called The Faculty of Horror. And he should totally check it out. He had no idea that it existed. Uh, you know, some people don't listen to podcasts. So, um, he was completely blown away. And I told him, you need to go listen to this show immediately, because it's a fantastic show. And it's really going to open your eyes to the way you look at film. And um, I'm so happy you guys got her on. And um, she's such an intelligent person. Uh, such a great, like, human being. Uh, we have a very limited amount of those people on this earth, and um, I've been really enjoying uh, your, your your interview with her, and uh, I guess I just want to call in and tell you guys I- I've been really enjoying it. And I think you guys have been doing a really great job, and um, yeah, that was about all. Um, after, after I watch your guys' show, I'm going to go watch Super Inframan. Uh, nice. Because nice. Um, I'm doing a, an episode of Good Movies for Bad People with Christian next week, uh, next Saturday, and uh, extremely pumped, excited. It's another extremely humble and extremely fantastic, wonderful human being in this on this planet. A very small amount of them, and um, yeah, guys. Uh, Thank you. I think the show has been fantastic so far. I love the stuff with OTC. Um, and just just, just want to tell you guys, thank you for putting on a fantastic show, like you always do. And uh, keeping me entertained and keeping my mind off terrible things and sad things and troubling things right now uh, in the world. And, um, you know, I can always count on Trick or Treat Radio. And I thank you guys for doing what you do. Thank you. Thank you. Hope you guys have a great night. I love all you guys. Later. Thanks, Jeremy. That means a lot, man. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, Andrew is super smart and super, super awesome. So that's uh, it's funny that uh, your friend who does write for Rue Morgue hadn't hadn't heard of it. Yeah, it's 
It's an outrageously good show. And, it, and you know what? Here's what I'm going to say about it, too, is it is very different than, uh, you know, a lot of the other cats that, you know, we mingle with and stuff like that. Like it's um, but it's different in a refreshing way. Um, so I, I highly recommend if, if you haven't checking out the faculty horror because you, you'll like it a lot. So there's not a lot of uh, common ground between faculty of horror and our show. It's it's short and smart and uh, poignant, and we're long and rambling and asinine. So. <laughs> uh, Reeker wants you on camera, Dynamo. Not happening, little buddy. Sorry. Says, can Dynamo come back on screen just a little bit? I'm going to come on just for a second just, just to show my bit. awesome Evil Streak shirt because I'm not sure if any, everybody's got to see it. So here's why I love this shirt. Not only... Is the Evil Streaks fronted by one of my favorite people in the world? Yep. And uh, I love everybody in that band, actually, especially the bass player, the Rev. Oh, uh, so does Raven Shadow. Yeah, he does. That's my boy. Uh, not only do I, I just love their music, this shirt was also uh, designed by Sam Monsters Are Good First. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to come in and... Uh, but that's all, that's all you see me, because I'm really... Uh, I'm really looking awful in 2016. So, and also Melissa says he won't stubborn old man. And then Riku says, "Don't say that." Dynamo's perennially, perennially young for monster hunting singing. It's true, but it's not true. <laughs> Riku's got you back though. Yeah, thank you, Riku. But I pretty much look like now what America's going to look like in 2017. So, <laughs> hold on one second here. All right, so Dynamo's going to go. Ve- ahead. I'm very. Inv- I'm still all shook up by like how nervous I was. Oh, very- shook up. I'm very ashamed of my lack of professionalism. Hold well, if you would stop harping on it, people wouldn't even fucking no, know. No, they know. Every no, single no, fucking no. one of them. They can't see you. Yeah, but they, well, they, I didn't look nervous. I just sounded nervous. <laughs> no, you didn't. You sounded normal. No, I was like, oh, what a fucking yeah, dumb the, asshole. You just, you just drawn attention to it. That's, that's oh, boy. Oh, boy. Remember that time you wrote for Rumog? That was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I felt. I lived but. Well, Remember re- that time you I read your magazine in my van by the river. You remember that time you, you talked about the Babadook, or, 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 or you talked about The Shining? I, I must have sounded fucking insane. I don't like that movie, but but that was cool. That was episode twenty-five. You mentioned that three minutes and thirty-eight <laughs> seconds in. I, I, What's it like to work with Alex? Okay, <laughs> yeah, that's bad. That's probably cool. It's a bad show. I gotta go. Hold on one second. Remember, children. All right, Donald's gonna show his shirt while we do that. Do that. Do that. Uh, do that. Yeah. Why don't we hear from uh, first time? Oh, look at Dynamo. He's showing his uh, his his shirt off, and his his handsome looks. Look at that. He's a handsome dude. There you go, Riku. <laughs> it's all for you, I think. I think it was all for Riku. I look like Santa Claus on a bender. <laughs> Merry Christmas. <laughs> all right. Harmonica. <laughs> Happy harmonica. Why don't we hear from first time Mike? What's up, Trick or Treat family? This is First Time Mike. How's everybody doing? Good, buddy. Uh, hello to everybody that's a guest tonight. I don't want to rattle off names in case I miss somebody. Uh, hello to everybody in the chat room and to everybody listening. Uh, as always, I know it's been a great show tonight, so that goes without saying. Uh, glad that you guys are watching a mass Mexican wrestling movie today, especially a Santo one as well. That's a genre that I love to show people because it's you can show them a picture and they'll have questions, but they have to see it for themselves. Taking a, a, a quote-unquote normie and having them watch a Max Mex, uh 
a good size mass Mexican wrestler putting arm locks on mummies, <laughs> blonde Martians, and Draculas. It's just a, a, a recipe for entertainment and one that they might even say what the what the hell afterwards, but it's still a good uh, good time for all. And uh, the sixties are usually probably the best period for that. Although I do like some of the seventies one too. And I would love to see a resurgence of, of this genre because just for the sheer weirdness of it all. And, oh, can you imagine Santa with some really cheesy uh, CGI? I think that might be very entertaining. As for the future of horror in the uh, in the wake of the recent election and such, I don't know how it's going to go. It could go a lot of different paths because there are so many more ways to you know, disseminate movies now than probably at any time in the history of a film. I think you'll probably see, you know, as many zombie movies as you have before because they're cheap to make. I think you might have a renaissance of that. I think you'll probably have more of a, uh, you know, commentaries on Nazis or fascists again. Uh, and, you know, the way I'm saying this, I, I don't want to offend anybody's sensibilities or stuff. I'm not hanging you know, I don't want to, you know, offend anybody or anything by saying that kind of stuff. And I think you'll probably see more, uh, you might see different views of horror now as, like I said, there's so many different more outlets. I think you'll probably see more, like, gay and lesbian-themed horror movies, which I think will, uh, will be very interesting. I think you'll probably see more uh, import stuff, probably a lot on like some string there's so many streaming venues now for different countries horrors i think you'll see an increase of uh you know foreign horror coming in i think too that if universal has um their successful monster formulas i think you might see more of a uh a return to that form if their uh reboot of the universal monster movies goes well I think you might see a uh, an increase in uh, that genre as well. Uh, horror is a strange thing, uh, like in the like the Spanish movies of like the set, the, the late uh, the seventies, as uh, Franco was dying in Spain. Look at how like Tombs of the Bl- uh, Tombs of the Blind Dead or Return of the Evil Dead. How bloody those were for Spanish films or uh, Paul Nashi's. Uh, Waldemar Doninsky movies, you know, bloody, sleazy, in, in a, a place where, you know, that was pretty restrictive. So depending on how those right, rights go here, I think that'll determine how our movies will go. But again, I think they'll be in a lot more of an underground now with horror because of the, the many different venues of uh, streaming access. Well... That's me trying to sound smart for tonight. Thank you for listening to my long and incoherent ramblings as usual. Uh, Good night, everybody. Uh, If I don't get a chance to comment next week, uh, happy Thanksgiving to all. Thanks, bud. And uh, talk to you all later. Thanksgiving is next week? Good night. Bye. Thanks for this time, Mike. That was a very good voicemail, man. We always love hearing from you, and I think I think you have some some really good insight and some good thoughts about what could potentially be coming down the pike for horror. So, what are we going to do on Thanksgiving Eve? So, thank you for that. Episode two twenty six. Yeah. What else? When I'm, I'm not staying here till midnight on Thanksgiving Eve, I'll tell you that. Yeah, you are. I'm staying here at one a.m. Nope.
Where are you going to go party? I don't know. Not at this happens of, every fucking year. Not a flock of assholes. <laughs> and normally we end and go do something fun. So we'll, maybe we'll start early. We can start at 8. Yeah. So thanks, first time, Mike. Awesome, buddy. And I, I'm, I'm so glad that you love the, uh, the Santo films. I actually, I should have I assumed, but I didn't know that, that you were a fan of them. So that's, that's really cool. It's tough not to be. I can't even imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Dynamo, we have uh, Riku in the chat room says, Dynamo is so cool. Will he be my senpai? Um, I'll, like I'll be whatever you want. Your, or your, elder, your, I think. your apple pie? <laughs> that one went better than my macadamia nuts Pump, joke earlier, pie. right? Yeah. My life is terrible. <laughs> uh, Creepy Girl says, love, peace, and chicken grease. I'm out. Gotta yes. watch American Horror Story. Wow. Mm. <laughs> I see where we stand. <laughs> uh, Raven Jay's hanging out. What's Bob up, buddy? Hey, buddy? Says, hey, y'all. What's up, man? All right. So uh, thanks for this time, Mike. Love hearing from you, buddy. Let's check out. Oh, this is uh, from Jakey, Mars. Nice, you ready? Yep. All right. Jake Poo. Sir, what is it? Can I talk to you for a moment, please, sir? <laughs> well, I don't know, sir. you don't need that private. We're right here. Now, what is it? Hey, Paula. Fuck up. What is it? I'm having trouble with the radar, sir. What's wrong with it? I've lost the bleeps, I've lost the sweeps, and I've lost the creeps. The what? The what? And the what? You know, the bleeps. The sweeps. And the creeps. It's not all he's lost. Sir. The radar, sir. It appears to be... Jammed. Dear God, no! Wow. <laughs> wow. The bleeps, <laughs> bleeps of the creeps. Wow. <laughs> I listened back to that and I was like, what the fuck is he trying to do? That was the car. <laughs> Lost the creeps. The what? The what? And the what? You know. The bleeps. The sweeps. And the creeps. That's not all he's lost. Sir. The radar, sir. It appears to be... Jammed. Dear God, no! (laughs) (laughs) Did you work on your uh, sound effects at all this week? I'm I'm trying. Trying some new stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Just trying to convey mood. (laughs) Old-fashioned radio drama. Oh, shit. (laughs) Lalo Schifrin's hanging out. There you go. Lalo says, I just saw Neon Demon. Keeping in mind what happens to the main to the main girl in the movie does raven shadow eat cigarettes and bathe in tar to stay looking like he does yes it's fair <laughs> it is it's fair my tub all right well let's i think we got a couple more voicemail <laughs> check the speak pipe oh speaking of riku we got a voicemail let's hear from riku Hey, Trick or Treat Radio, it's oh, Riku. What's up, buddy? So, I'm calling you guys on my super nice gaming headset this week, because my, my last phone call sounded really weird, like <laughs> I was all staticky and like sped up and then slowed down, <laughs> so that wasn't fun. So, 
anyway, I'm calling about the Ghost in the Shell trailer mm. live action adaptation. The trailer just came out. Have you guys seen it? What do you think of it? Personally, I like the effects. Um, I hope that the major wears clothes. Yeah. Because <laughs> she does. she's not always naked. Anyway, it brought up the question of adaptations. And normally, when there's an adaptation, I tell people to go and watch the original. And then there are other people who are like, no, watch the adaptation first and then see the original. Where do you guys fall on that? Anyway, have a good show. Bye. Thanks, Riku. Always love hearing from from you, buddy. And that uh, that headset sound, sounded fine. So, yep. All right. Well, first off, did you guys see the Ghost in the Shell trailer? I did not. Marsman. I did not. Okay. I I did see it, and I enjoyed the the anime when it came out. I, I'm not sure what year it was. I'm not very good with. Uh, I want to say it was maybe mid nineties. Let me look it up and I'll find out in a sec. But I do recall seeing it like shortly after it came out and I liked it a lot. I, I At the time, I was watching a fair amount of, of anime, the films. I wasn't really following the, you know, like Ranma One Half, which Mars loves, right? Yeah. So I wasn't really watching much of the episodic stuff. I was watching, you know, Ninja Scroll, Akira, Wings of... Uh, I always forget the name, Hanamine or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, stuff like that. And... Uh, looks like Raven J says ninety six. Okay. okay, so I think really? it was, I think it was around ninety six. Uh, let's see the animated film. It says uh, so. I'm looking at Wikipedia. I don't know if it's right, but it says ninety five. So ninety five, ninety six is when that came out, and I really enjoyed it. And it it felt it felt a little transcendent, like it was anime, but it felt like it was a, just a good story that could have worked in in other mediums, you know. So. Have either of you guys seen the anime? Ghost I did, Shell? yeah, yeah. I was on a big. Um, that was like wave two of my anime kick. Yeah, yeah. You know, from growing up on like Star Blazers and Force Five, yeah, and yeah. Robotech, and then going into like Ninja Scroll, Ghost in the Shell, Akira, that stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. So I do remember it. Um, I remember liking it. Yeah, I do too. You know, I enjoyed it. I'm gonna go ahead and play the trailer. We'll do like a, I don't know. Fucking, I guess we'll do a live reaction shit. <laughs> Mars, you want to come look at this? No. All right, fine. All right, here you go, Raven Shadow. You, give me your live reaction to this. All right. Uh, you got... Oh, it's black. You got a little uh, geisha. I'm on site. Uh, black Widow's over the city. <laughs> They're doing shots. Well, you don't have to give a commentary. I'm saying, like, what do you think? Like, Oh, reaction. I'm going in. Oh, Snoop! Yep, she's, she's like... In a bodysuit. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. It looks nice. I will yeah. say, like, it looks... I love the look of, like, the dystopian future, the city. I think it looks really nice. That's cool. But I know that a lot of people are talking about the, the whitewashing. You know, how the major was... You know, it was looked more Asian in, in the anime. And but Scar it's Scarlett Johansson's not Asian. No, she's Caucasian. Yes. But are you? That's sold. <laughs> sold. Shut uh, up. Sold. Here's the thing, though. Yeah. Dude, this and this looks a lot of stuff. I'm. This is what I remember from the anime. A lot of this stuff. Very cool. Sans Caucasian. Dynamo, listen to the song. I don't want to. No. Nope. 
That song's slow anyway. <laughs> oh, now wow. they're making slow songs slower. That's Tim Robbins, though. No, no. Who is that? That sounds like a... I'll find out who I was. Was that tricky? No. No, no, no. The guy in the... Oh. In the scene. Everything they told you was a lie. Who are you? They did not say... I don't remember enough about the anime to know how accurate this is. I feel like it was very influential on The Matrix. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Here's my my takeaway from this. Yep. Between this and Lucy, just make a fucking Black Widow movie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, I don't think yeah, she yeah. has any say, or else they should have made it. No, no, but you know what I'm saying? Like, like yeah. you're doing all the Black Widow beats. Just fucking make the Black Widow. <laughs> yeah, like you could probably do a fan made fucking thing. Clip some scenes from the Avengers and Lucy, and have Hawkeye show up and go, "That was cool," and that's the fucking movie. Phase four. <laughs> Joe Quesada What are you doing we- Riku says Ninja Scroll was really weird To watch when you're nine A lot of questions Especially in the first 15 minutes <laughs> Go back in time And watch Legend of the Overfiend I, really <laughs> like- You'll I think enjoy he just that. did tonight You wrote Sukudoji Just make a fucking Black Widow movie <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a fair point. Can you we know? go? Are we done? What? What? What are you rushing for? Because uh, I because I sneak up on you like a comic. <laughs> you did a you really rush, Russian hands and uh, Roman fingers. Roman fingers. Let's talk about your interview process again. <laughs> Let's go. I'm going. We got one more fucking voicemail. Jesus, Raven Shadow's mean. It's I'm it's still mean. it's still early. Like I I know we started early, but it's just past midnight now. Yeah, but I've been podcasting for nine hours. Well, I don't today. fucking care. This is your main show. I don't care. Well, I, I came to <laughs> outside the cinema, so I'm going to tell them they don't matter next time. Yeah, but no, no, you're talking about the other. You, you how many podcasts you do this week? Mm. You did start. You kicked off Mars Vember, <laughs> but they're all short. I, I bet you one whole month of that show won't last. One episode of this show. <laughs> Uh, Raven J says, uh, I'm kind of Scarlett Johansson out. Not me. What's that film when she was Nilly's? She was what? What was it called? Nilly. Nilly? Yes. Yeah. Uh, something skin. Uh... Oh, Under the Skin. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Check that out. I buddy. like that movie. You'll get it back. You'll get your groove back. <laughs> All right. Well, let's hear from Drive Jack and Mark. Nice. My dude. Hey, guys. It's Drive Jack and Mark here. So Just calling fun. about. My dating situation. So, you know, the girl who made me take down the poster. She did that. And then last week, I came out of my bedroom and she said, oh, take that shirt off. It's scary. Oh, I thought it was for another reason. And I was like, oh, all right. So I took the shirt off and I put on a plain white tee. I said, what's scary about the shirt? She said, oh, it's evil. I said, oh, I'm an evil guy. (laughs) And then she said, well, actually, she laughed and said, oh, you're kidding. Well, <laughs> yeah. They killed her. I'm kidding. You're kidding. We're all kidding. But, you know, that's what happens. And then at work the other day, a preacher came into work and then he said, do we have any people to pray for here? And I said to him, well, generally everyone here is dying, so you could pray for all of them. <laughs> and then I left the room. And then I came back, and the other nurse said to me, he could sense you're not a Christian. (laughs) I felt offended by that. Don't know why, because I'm not a Christian. (laughs) 
Anyway, so I'm just concerned. Why can't I wear a shirt with a goat's head on the front, a pentagram on the back, and a couple of 666s all over it? Anyway, great show, guys. See you later. I fucking love Drive Jacket Mark. <laughs> well, he could be your brother-in-law. I know. Working on it, man. <laughs> Listen, I got, I got reasons to leave the country now, man. That's true. I well, can, the whole flight over, I can listen to a Dynamo podcast this week. I can hear the entire <laughs> thing. Was that, a 12-hour flight? Yeah. <laughs> Listen. It, yeah, you have something to spare. It's yeah. 14 hours, and I haven't done that much. Most of it I did with you, jerk. <laughs> you did. So Friday night, yep. you did. You did Punch Farm, correct? You did Unchained, Cor- sort kinda. of. Sort yeah, of. yeah. Well. Uh, Saturday, mm. you hosted for Patsy because he was sick. Right. You hosted two episodes of Thread on Thursday. Okay. And then we did a quick little mini episode, which people will find out about soon. Yeah, it's going to be on a, a like basically a compilation thingy, sort mm-hmm. of. And then, did you do anything else? No, and then you didn't do anything Monday or Tuesday. Then Wednesday, you did Outside the Cinema, and then you're doing this right now. Mm-hmm. And then Friday, you're doing Punch Farm again. Yep. And then Saturday, you're doing two episodes of Elm Street. Correct. That's about 40 hours of podcasting. Now I'm in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now you're in Australia, Rand right, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> you're hanging out with Mad, Mad Max. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I might crash uh, the... Cult of muscle screening just to spite you now. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta fly back home. I'm not sick of podcasting. I'm uh, sick of you guys. <laughs> I just want to enjoy my party night. You know? Your party night? Yeah, the night before Thanksgiving. Yeah, I go out, let my, get my groove on. Okay. I'd sing a little, I'd dance a little, i make a little love. I get down that night. Oh, you stay in a hotel that night? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> you know. Uh, it's going to be awesome, too, because I don't have to clean this year because nobody's coming over. Nice. I don't have to cook. Mm, all right. Uh, sure. But we got to figure out what to do. We can't go to Flock of Assholes. Well, I don't know. Figure it out, man. I'm on strike with them. Why? Because the guy doesn't give a crap about me in his ways. Okay. We're, we're, no, we're at war with cover bands. <laughs> Way to cover it up. <laughs> We're original. No, that's true. No, this is true too. We are an original act in a sea of crappy mill metal and cover bands. We're the real deal Holyfield here, and we're going to knock all those other bands out. But we're not going to do that by giving them the five dollars we made at our show. <laughs> good. <All right. laughs> it's going to be a good night. We, we don't have any voicemail. Let me just double check. We just did four of them. I'm going to double check. You mean email. What? You said we don't have any email. Yeah. But you said voicemail. I said, well, I meant email. That's what I said. I said you meant email. (laughs) Well, shut up. (laughs) Get out of my head. (laughs) Don't break the mic. (laughs) (laughs) Iron Iron Zemo says they should make a under-the-radar Black Widow film, shooting a couple scenes whenever they make a Cap or Avengers film. I think they already fucking made a Black Widow movie. It's called Lucy and Ghost in the Shell. No, in that one, she has psychic powers. Well, she's Russian. She got exposed to the Terrigen Miss. See, I just wrote it. I wrote the sequel. <laughs> the fuck? Was she an inhuman? Yeah, it'll be outrageous. Stay when I want like a der- like derivative, like but not copyright applicable name for something that happens in comics, I'm just coming to you. And I'm going to ask you, how would you say this? And however you say it is how I'm going to spell it. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, first time Michael says, I bake and cook on the night before Thanksgiving. We're going to Mike's house. Coming over, dude. Going to first time Mike's. 
Oh, and Oily said the same thing. Great, Mike. What time should I be there? <laughs> yeah. Let's fucking broadcast. I want to hang out with Oily anyway. Let's Oily call me. We'll do a podcast. Why don't you have a party here? Huh? Why don't you have a party here? You guys could play the green room. No, I don't want to do a party. <laughs> play the green room. It'll be outrageous. We'll sell tickets. The Deadites had to play twice in a close proximity. Nobody wants to be around each other at all. So speaking of Riku, we had uh, Riku said some very nice things about us last week on Twitter. Yes. Says, hey, the Deadites have a good show. I can't be there. Can't wait to listen on Friday morning and Dynamo for President in 2020. I may have actually read that last week, it's but true. there is a uh, follow up. And what, what did I uh, I replied and said, uh, thanks, buddy. We miss you, but we'll see you next time. And then Riku says, this brought a big smile to my face this morning. It's that personal touch that makes you guys so good. And what was the reply? So I, I basically just said thanks for the kind of words. We could use more smiles now more than ever. And he says, in a world bereft of smiles and full of sorrow, we need Trick or Treat Radio now more than ever to just say it's okay. Yes, America. <laughs> We're not the podcast you want. We're the podcast you deserve. We're <laughs> the podcast you're, you're forced to listen to. Yeah. Can't believe I made that macadamia nuts joke. And uh, also, we did uh, Andrea Lady Hellbat on or uh, on Twitter. She's at Necromandria, and uh, she was just promoting the episode like a like a like you know like someone on this show should be doing Raven Shadow. She she was doing that. She was doing a really good job. Yeah, of she it. did a really good job of it. You should learn. Well, she's got a lot more creative endeavors than I do. <laughs> she said, tonight I'll be talking shop with the Deadites over at Trick or Treat Radio. Listen live at 9 p.m. Eastern and give a link. So To be fair, Monster Zero probably died before he got home and he has a lot more creative endeavors than <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, have you seen? I've made a film. I, I really honestly can't believe it. Can we go back in time and not, <laughs> what he asked about him and not years? fix the election, but fix that? Like, <laughs> you, have, you have like three choices: like shoot Hitler when he's a baby, stop you know Trump and Monster Zero. <laughs> Honestly, the people in a, in our wrestling chat were like, "What are you so worried about?" <laughs> uh, Riku says Raven Shadow bringing up the Terrigen Mists. Love you, bro. Thank you, bro. Big ups yourself. Yeah. And uh, first time, Michael says, 1.30 p.m. Thanksgiving Day, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We'll be there, buddy. I am there. <laughs> and uh, he says, bring donuts. Fair. Yep. I made a delicious <laughs> recipe today that I'm going to bring to Thanksgiving dinner called a donut slider. Oh, you're going to talk about this now? Yeah. Go ahead. You take, and you can dip something in the middle part here, but you take one chocolate munchkin. Yeah. Okay. And two glazed munchkins. Yeah. And squish the chocolate munchkin between the two glazed ones. Yeah. You got a donut slider. <laughs> My assistant uh, called me and I quote, she said, you're a barbarian when I ate that. I didn't even know she knew that word. <laughs> your, your name's Al Goro? No. All right. Well, I think that is. You should have had Al Goro come do that interview. I think it's going to do it. Uh, for next week, I didn't talk about this because we were, we were kind of finishing up the review. Uh, next week's a little bit in flux. We had we had the everything all squared away early. Uh, but there is a uh, something happened. So machinations, some machinations. Yes. So just earlier today, we we had to kind of cancel what was going to happen next week. But so I'm not positive who's coming on as our new guest November. But we'll figure something out. And I'm not sure because we gave the guest who was going to be on the the pick. They got to choose which film they wanted to to view. So whoever we get, I'm going to give them the choice as well. So we're gonna we'll figure it out though. We have some we have some other some other uh, options, or as Raven Shadow would say, options. 
and uh, we'll we'll make it happen. We'll figure something out. But hopefully, we whoever who, who we're going to have, we will have on in the future. Just it just didn't work out this 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 time. So, but it'll be cool. And the week after, we have someone scheduled for the week after. It's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait for that one. Can't wait. But next week, I'm not sure what we're going to do. I, I will try to let you guys know in case you want to play along at home. I know some of you guys like to do that. So we will try to let you guys know on social media what we're going to do when we find that out. So that's going to do it. I want to thank Bill and Chris from Outside the Cinema. I love those dudes. Love and them. also Andrea from Faculty of Horror, from Lady Hellbat on YouTube, and also from Rue Morgue. She was a blast to talk to and very, very knowledgeable, very awesome. Raven Shadow, I want you to say goodbye. We got to go. Yeah, man, you're the worst. At this. I fucking every fucking time I try, it's fucking wrong. <laughs> no matter what I say, <laughs> yeah, you, you you like cycle the same three. Say the good things. Bombaleo? What, what's the good one? I don't think there is one. Right, go. We're fucking getting separated. <laughs> I've had enough. Um, you're on the couch. <laughs> on the couch again. All right. Uh, I said before. I'll say it again. Uh, live fast. Love hard. Die with your mask on. That's good. I like That's that one. one. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right, Mars man. Uh, remember, children, where we go, there you are. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to episode two twenty five of Trick or Treat Radio. Once again, thanks to Bill and Chris. Thanks to Andrea. Thanks to MZ for you know being a good soldier and, and being here when he wasn't feeling so hot. If we all get sick, I'm going to fucking kill him. Oh, I fucking sneeze twice for that <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> and uh, also, thanks to everyone who hung out in the chat room. You guys are the best, man. Thanks for spending your Wednesdays with us. And for everyone listening to the podcast, you guys are fucking awesome, too. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you guys next week for episode 226. See you then. Well, I'm I'm in a new place now, <laughs> mentally, spiritually, <laughs> Mr. Chris. Yeah, I know you. I know what you're thinking sexually. Um, oh yeah, that was tough. <laughs> there you go. That, I get a reaction there. You want to see if my attraction gets the biggest reaction? I'll show you how. What? <laughs> <laughs>